Grumpy Old Geeks. Two old farts, a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong? Gung-ho, fat boy. I mean, gong-hai, fat choy. I don't even know how to pronounce it right. Happy Chinese New Year, man. Ah, year of the horse. The year of the horse, that's correct. Well, I, I, I saw your little post this morning about being the brony, the year of the brony. Yeah, yeah. That was. I thought that was a little bit amusing. So did a couple other people, but uh, had not quite the response I was hoping for, except for your Photoshop job. Thanks. We'll put that in the show notes, by the way, for <laughs> sure. Every time I hear Brony, I think of The Rock, like when he was back in the WWF yeah. before it became the WWE, the Jabronis. You know. <laughs> Good stuff. So how's your week been, Jason? My week? Um, Jesus Christ. My week has been insane. Uh, I'm leaving in two days for Los Angeles. Uh, my leg is still like sore. I've been busting my ass with work. I don't know. Normal, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what we call a normal week. Okay. That's cool. And and it's been negative 30 here, so. Ah, uh, yes. Well, good time to get out of there then. Now, tell me about your week, because I want to hear about your week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have had a very insane work week. Um, I was I was ready to, to go off on a big spiel about it on this podcast, but uh, some things have come into play that have made it kind of acceptable, and I realized that uh, much like the first three to four podcasts we recorded, I couldn't say any of this stuff. Uh, without there being legal repercussions or other items, I would like to just uh, throw. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, so you mean you got paid? I did finally get paid. Yes, you got paid. I got paid. So yeah. everything is much better. Uh, I did have one question I wanted to throw out to the general community at large because I'd imagine uh, quite a few people that listen to our podcast are probably independent contractors or run their own show or, or things of that nature. Um, what is a nice way? Actually, you know what? Scratch the nice. Let's go for what's an effective way. Fuck nice. Who cares? What's an effective way to inform your client that they're blowing all their budget arguing you, with you about the budget? Um, I, send, I, send, I, send them a bill for the budget <laughs> arguing. Yeah. I mean the, the reality is you get on the phone with me. I'm charging you. That, yeah. That's consulting. If you spend three and a half weeks back and forthing with me about budgets, that's your budget. Yep. You, you just blew two grand arguing with me about the two grand I was asking you for. And the fact that it's a two grand budget means you're nickel and diamond. Exactly. And it's, it, it's not even worth it. Like, just scrap the client. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Get paid and scrap the client. That stuff uh, is just starting to come more and more clear as, as I get older and older and more and more tired of this bullshit. So, so <laughs> here's the part that I cared about with your week. Mm. You posted a picture on Facebook with you and the, the woman that played Cora from Tron. As as a person who plays the Tron video game every day, I'm like, because you posted her name, and I'm like, who the hell is that? So I IMD beat her, and I, I came up, and she was Cora on Tron, and I'm like, that's that little whore that has the really tough shot that I can't get to on the damn game. Yeah, it's and, funny. You, you wrote, uh, who are, or you're with Quora, and I was like, who the fuck is Quora? <laughs> I, don't, yep. I didn't know the character name. I mean, I watched the Tron movie, but uh, I didn't. You know, it didn't stick in my brain enough to even think about her. She's the hot one in the Uh, hot pants with with the black hair. Well, her name is Olivia Wilde, and she's been in quite a few things. Uh, Very good actress. Uh, It's actually an older picture. It got brought up during the week for some reason. I can't remember why, and I just uh, reposted it. Um, It was it was it was a year or two ago, and uh, it was back uh, backstage over at Jimmy Kimmel Live when one of the bands I was working with was playing, and she happened to be there. And um, I was walking down the hall, and she was uh, irresistibly attracted to me and asked to take a photo with me. <laughs> so it's it's fairly easy for me to go figure out uh, when she was on and all that. So what band was playing? Uh, it was uh, the Goo Goo Dolls actually were on. Oh, cool. Okay. I came that, that, uh, that particular time. I've been there for, for almost every – that's 
if you're in the industry and, and you're here in LA, um, you know Kimmel is the show to go to. Like uh, going to Leno or anything like that is no fun at all. Uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Show has an open bar and some of the best appies just sitting around in that green room. It's it's amazing. It's so much fun. Well, he comes from the Man Show, so you expect that. You yeah, know exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I, I go by there a lot when, uh, like, during the day when I'm in, in that part of town, and I always see them setting up the stage, and I'm like, oh, I wonder who's going to be here tonight. I should come back, and then I end up never coming back. But it happens. It's, uh, he, he does a good show. I got to give it to him. Uh, I, I don't watch any of the late night shows. If I did, I would probably watch his. Uh, I used well, to watch Letterman religiously back in college, but that was you know twenty years ago now. So I don't care about any of Craig Ferguson is my go to guy. Mm-hmm. He's fucking hilarious. He's Scottish and hilarious. Uh, Kimmel, I got stuck watching because I was at my mom's and she watched it every night. So I got kind of got into it for a bit, but digress. digress. Um, okay, uh, question of the the photo answered. I'll have to put that in the show notes too, if you don't mind. Uh, of course, by all means, I don't mind. All right, all. everybody so, can see my lovely visage. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get to some follow up. All right. You had, you had a little rant about some Instapaper action. I actually don't have a rant at all. It's it's just uh, Instapaper is one of those things that you had been telling me for years I should start using. Mm-hmm. Uh, you love Instapaper. God, why aren't you using Instapaper? And when I finally did this whole Mac changeover thing, I just went, all right, let's let's start using Instapaper. And I'm thoroughly addicted to it. I find it helps. My workflow so much. I mean, it's perfect for this podcast because no matter what device I'm sitting around on, if somebody sends me a link or I stumble across something and I think it's really interesting, boom, right into Instapaper. And then as you know, we're setting up for, for the show and we put our show notes together, I just have Instapaper and our show notes up and I just start moving things back and forth. It's absolutely fantastic. The one thing I wish it had, and I know you're going to say – this is just meant for this purpose, and it's this is not a Swiss Army knife. I'm not asking for a Swiss Army knife app, but I have a thought or two about these things as I'm putting them in. And I just want to be able to dash in, remember to think about this, remember to ask Jason about this, or just make one little text file in with all the Instapapers. It's like, say I go off on a tangent, and I just go, note to self, in that same Instapaper <clears throat> app, I want to find out about this and be sure to ask about this. It, it, well, it would make the app perfect. Okay. Well, it's not perfect, but I'm going to tell you how to do it because <laughs> okay. this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, first, get a pinboard account because okay. you have to have a pinboard account. This is where this is where I keep all my stuff. I, I read it in Instapaper and then I shuffle it to pinboard okay. when it if it's worthy. When you shuffle it to pinboard from Instapaper, if you're using the app, mm-hmm. there's a description field, so you can put in notes. Right. So that's where my notes go when it when it gets shuffled up the ladder to pinboard. Um, and also, pinboard is just great because there's like a Google widget or whatever, so I I can save to Instapaper or pinboard right from my browser. If it's something I need to research, I send it to Instapaper, and then if it's good enough, then I from the app later because I never read Instapaper in the browser. I always read it either on my iPhone or my iPad. Right. Then it gets shuffled up to Pinboard. Pinboard is basically where everything that is going to go in the show notes resides, period. Okay. So that's and, – and when I do that shuffle up, I will often make my own notes there. Right. So that's that's kind of the workflow you should kind of look for. Okay. And the a Pinboard account will cost you like 10 bucks, and it's for a lifetime. And it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. It's it's the delicious of of the now. Gotcha. You, know? you just you just up my workflow a little bit and made it cost me money, and it means it'll be like another seven months before I get there. It's a fucking write off. Just pay for it, you cheap ass bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Well, anyways, you see what I'm saying with the, with the, with Instapaper. If it did have just that little tiny ability, it'd be so much more effective. 
Yeah, but it's just in not. That's not what it, and that's not what it's for. Okay, <laughs> you know. Yes, and speaking of, let me just uh, go ahead and mention this now because uh, one of the other things that I'd finally done listening to you finally when I switched over to the Mac was I went ahead and got one password running on everything, switched all my passwords, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when we talked about it. The one downside to that was the one password browser extensions for Windows were not working yet for the for the latest update. Uh, 3.0, I believe, the 3, 3X version? Uh, 4. 4? Actually, 4. Oh, that's yeah. on 4 now, sorry. So I couldn't basically use it on my PC at all, which kind of screwed me because I'm still bouncing back and forth. I'm not 100% Mac. I probably never will be because the reality is I still want to look at things on PC, and I'm very comfortable with PC for a lot of things. Anyways, long story short, they are finally now working, so it's a beautiful thing. I have absolutely no problem accessing any site, any password, anywhere, bouncing between Mac, PC, iOS, doesn't matter. So, All right, perfect. Everybody go out and buy 1Password. Everybody go use 1Password. It is amazing. And uh, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass to set it up. It's going to take you a little bit of time, but your life will be easy, and you will be secure, and you will never get hacked again. And uh, go and do the password auditing stuff where it will tell you how many times you use the same password yeah. on multiple sites. That's an eye opener. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm no, telling no, you. No, I know, I'm telling I know. the public. I, I should, well, I mean, I've, I have really switched every single password over to something random now. So Good. So good it's man. all good. I'm not doing that stuff anymore. A uh, bit more follow-up. And once again, I think li- li- somebody over at Lifehacker is listening to us because this is the <laughs> third or fourth time that after we've gone into a topic on our podcast, it appears as, as one of their big articles. Uh, they did a article about Beats by Dre headphones, which uh, we will have in our show notes. Are Beats by Dre headphones any good? As I said two weeks ago, no. You don't need to read the article. Now, okay, here's, the, here, here's my problem with the, this article. Mm-hmm. It should be, we don't got the beat. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my inner go-go's coming out. There's got to be, there's some, you got to have something with the beats and Lifehacker's not really, really big on the humor. They're not very funny over there. Maybe they life, need a, life hacking is not humorous. Maybe they need it's, a, it's serious business. Poach a writer from The Onion or something. Or us. Hire us. We'll write, you, we'll write an article over there. We'll guess article over at Lifehacker. Well, you can't fuck them. I'm I'm out. <laughs> I am not. I'm not going to take your 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 pittance over at Lifehacker for that. I think they have to do like twenty articles a day. Something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And they don't get paid very much, if at all. Now, here's my follow up. Mm-hmm. I'm going. We talked about the new Crystal Method yeah. album, um, and uh, I think I put in my show notes. I think it should be called the Crystal Method uh, yeah, album. Yeah. It was. It's. It really wasn't great. It's. It's. It's decent. But it, it is not like up to snuff like the old Crystal Method. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to go into a huge electronica like you know throwdown. Oh, I'm not going to debate that at all with you. There's, it's it's not a classic album by them by any means. Uh, I look at it as a as a flower in the desert, Jason. There's not a lot of good new music out, and I was getting really upset with myself for not listening to anything that was like pre 2010 recently. Mm. So when this came out, and I listened to it, and I went, "Hey, this isn't bad. It's not bad." It's your electronica methadone is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weaning you off the, the heroin of the 90s and 80s. Exactly. Mostly 90s. Yeah. 
Okay, and, and the fact that I was scrolling down and it said like uh, featuring Leanne Rhymes, I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you, that's the game that you have to play now, right? It's it, nobody is immune to that. I mean, uh, Avicii and all those guys—they're doing songs with Rihanna's, and you just you you draw your names in to get you know get other people to listen and hopefully get some impulse buys or plays on on subscription services, whatever. Or get them to come be a guest on your podcast and hope they'll link to you. It's the same that, thing. That is exactly is, where I was heading. Classic, it's classic cross-promotion. It's not as if we're not immune to the same kind of behavior. <laughs> okay. Uh, that You did actually mention a little bit about RDO and um, and uh, the streaming services. So Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so here's the deal. Mm-hmm. RDO has been moving into this recommendation side of things where it's like taking – it used to be my collections were at the top of the menu. Now I have to scroll to the bottom. I think they're under help now, <laughs> like even at the very bottom because they're trying to push me into the recommendation side of things where they tell me what they want me to listen to. Right, because right. they've got deals with people to get X amount of listens, to get the exclusives, to be on RDO. That's how I'm guessing this works. Um, anyway, uh, it's, it's I mean, it's just driving me nuts. But what is the real like? You know, is that how they're getting paid? Are they getting paid by the labels to tell me what to listen to? What do you think? Uh, yes and no. I mean, Beats uh, Beats the competitor. I mean, their whole entire services based on recommendation engines they want they are going to that exclusively uh rdo and spotify are both heading that way um obviously of course there's sponsored content and there's there's connecting things together and you know they'll be recommended and is it even but is, is it even sponsored is it just like hey we need we need you to promise us this many views to give you the contract to have our songs on your service and this is like their desperate move to push it up the push the the, the boulder up the hill to get that many views you uh, know yeah i mean that sort of stuff is definitely going on i'm not going to deny that or or confirm it either way but uh, oh, okay i'm but, sorry i forgot you have a, you have <laughs> professional uh <laughs> issues there yeah there's some professional issues with there but i mean would we be surprised are we not seeing this with with other industries is this not happening in amazon's recommendation engines is this not happening with the, anywhere well, well um, l- let me let me hearken back to the old days what, what we used to call in the business payola Yes, where, where music labels would pay radio stations to play their music, and it was illegal, and but it also, people went it, to jail, and it never so, went away, and it's alive and well. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I understand that, but why is nobody, you know, why do, why do we not have the thought police out there uh, dealing with this kind of issue? You well, know, why is I this mean, not regulated? It's, because it's the music industry, and. Um, <laughs> what, what industry? <laughs> exactly. What industry? I mean, everybody is so in bed with everybody else, and the only people that would actually complain are like people like artists who would go, "Well, why am I not? Why am I not getting this? Why is this happening? Why is this artist being promoted over me? Why is my song not getting as many plays as this person when my song is clearly so much better?" Um, but they're artists; they're not the managers, and they're not the you know they're not the lawyers, and the lawyers and the managers and the record labels are all the ones going out to dinner on the artist's dime, and uh, you know it's collusion. Yeah, it's 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 a yep. game. It's always been a game. Now, now, coming back to that, I found this this site this week that I just thought was genius. It's called Forgotify. Have you seen it? Did you, did you I, check I, it out? I did load it up. I think it's hilarious as a concept. I think it's ultimately useless. Oh, completely useless. <laughs> but it's I mean, funny. 
So here's the tech. Four million songs on Spotify have never been played. That's not cool. even once. Yep. Let's change that. <laughs> well, maybe they just kind of suck. Well, yeah. I, I, it, it Basically, if you go to the site, it'll just bring up a random song that has zero plays on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did it for about 10 minutes, not listening to entire songs, obviously. But I was just like, yep, yep, yep. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt that there's a lot of songs on Spotify and there's a lot of songs in the world that will probably never be heard by a single human being again. There's a lot of fucking songs out there. A lot of them aren't very good. They certainly aren't going to be, you know, in the kind of genre that you specifically like. This is a complete random pull. But it's funny. I like it. It's funny. It's cute. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a way to make fun of the long tail, I yeah. guess. I mean, the, the one thing that I find really frustrating, and, and I think that you do as well, because I think you had mentioned something a lot the lines of, uh, you know, where is there any streaming service that kind of almost has more of a catalog format than a recommendation format? I think that's just us being old. We grew up, you know, we would have, I, I meticulously organized my, my CDs by artists and then by, you know, chronologically within artists. And I also separated out bootlegs from official releases and I had my singles separated out. And that is how I like to browse music, like going to Tower Records and, and you know, but the kids, these that's gone, man. They like this recommendation stuff, and they don't want to hear a whole artist's album. They just want to hear a song or two. Move on. So yeah. I, I think, you know, maybe, some, maybe here's another business idea from the grumpy old geeks. There's a lot of old people out there that actually pay for music that would like a streaming service that had more of a catalog selection. Well, I'd go with iTunes Match on that. I just wish they'd up their 25,000 song limit. Oh, I know. You, you uh, recommended it to me. I can't use it. I have over 60,000 songs in my iTunes collection. Oof. That's a lot. I'm never going to be able to use iTunes Match. That's too bad. Because, yeah, I mean, that works perfectly for me because everything for me is cataloged by genre and whatever. I mean, this comes with just having so much content that we, I mean, we didn't, we never had this much content growing up. I mean, we had, there were like six new albums a week. Now we've got 6,000 new albums a week. So, you know. It, it, I guess it does change with the times with needing a recommendation engine to just even be able to see a sliver of the iceberg before it runs into the Titanic, you well, know? I, I actually that's it. think – I mean I've been using the um, – I've been using Spotify to basically listen to music. And what I think I'm going to do because of the coming you know, bandwidth apocalypse that I keep screaming about is I'm going to go back to what I originally wanted to do, which is I'll, I'll use Spotify to give new albums a chance – new artists a chance listen to them a few times if i really like it i'm gonna buy it and just keep my itunes collection going there you my go. actual physical hosted on a drive sitting right here that i back up regularly i don't have to stream collection yeah there you go yeah so all right that's about all that's about all i got this week so let's uh let's move along let's move along no seriously are you shitting me so jason i know you pretty well right i think so known each other what almost 20 years now if not more about 19. Yeah, 19, and, you know, some lost years in there, but uh, we always seem to reconnect, and I, I think I got a pretty good beat on you, right? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, so there's a little bit of follow-up that we didn't touch on in our follow-up section. Um, having known you so well, and have, having basically had three people that you really respect and like on the show last week uh, to do a personal therapy session for you, I'm willing to bet you said fuck it to every single thing we told you to do. I think I did because you were completely fucking wrong. I knew it. <clears throat> well, here's the deal. And this has, come, this has come to me from several people who have listened to the show last week. They're like, those guys are assholes. They're not your friends. <laughs> just out of the blue. It's just like, wow, they were, they were pretty damn mean to you. And the first thing is like, 
oh, dude, he just needs to get laid. Well, uh, no, covered. <laughs> that's that's really kind of not an issue. That's why we uh, invented the internet in the first place. What are you talking about? Getting rid of the need to get laid. No, I have physical people in my life that I do things with. Oh, okay. So out of out of forget that part. <laughs> uh, I think I probably got laid seventy two hours before that podcast. So shut the fuck up. Okay. Second, I look like a vagabond. Well, there, yeah, kind of all right. I, I take that one. I take that one because I'm in the fucking woods and wherever dealing with winter, and now I've got a haircut. I look quaffed. Because I'm coming back to L.A. and I know you vapid, superficial fucks need me to look pretty when I walk down the street. So I'm ready for you now. Got, got my wardrobe ready. Got my shoes shined. I'm ready to go. I've been cutting wood for six months. So guess what? I'm allowed to look like Grizzly Adams. Is that a euphemism you. for something? What is? Cutting wood for six months. No, I was cutting down trees. Oh, okay. I have pictures. I will post pictures in the show notes of me cutting down fucking trees. So there. Okay. And – and it was just disrespectful, and it, it, you missed the whole point. The point was I'm turning 42, which means that uh, retirement is coming closer. So should I settle down and start a retirement plan and so I'm not alone and broke when I hit 70? I can be alone and rich when I'm 70 and be happy, but do, you know, there's, there, there's, a, there's a balance there between – do I need to like you know settle down with someone just for companionship and fiscal responsibility, which is you know that goes hand in hand, or you know do I settle down to start building a nest egg type of thing? And I was so tired last week because I had a fucking broken goddamn leg and had slept two hours a day for the past week, so I was a little not uh, not there. So yes, I am a little peeved about uh, the way that your advice segment, the ask ask the douchebags, went. So yes, there. Okay. Well, in your own defense, you were you were tired and, and messed up, <clears throat> but uh, the way you presented your argument didn't have anything to do with those things. And yes, um, it, you're in your forties. If if you want to settle down, it's time. Uh, I wouldn't settle to settle down, actually find somebody that you like, don't do it because you're worried about being alone and don't do it because you're worried about financial situations. Yeah. If you do this, you have to live with this person and you have to like them. Otherwise it's going to be a divorce and all those plans go away anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, there's, there's plenty of people I've met that I love that I would love to settle down with. That's not the whole point of it. And to be be fair, you you didn't do the doctor thing either. Um, Anyway, and, and guess what? My leg is fine. Okay, so fuck good. off there too. All right. So uh, I was actually thinking a bit about that session because um, I, I pers- personally didn't bag in on you too much about about that sort of stuff. I was trying to stay somewhat on topic in terms of where you move and what you were going to do with your career and all that sort of thing. And I ran into an article that I've been thinking about in my own life for a while now about how things change over time, um, about how you know we. You and I definitely used to live to work. That was we enjoyed it. We loved it. We were working twenty four seven. It wasn't even work to us. It was fun. But we're getting older now, and it's not the same thing anymore. And there was this great article I read about how doing what you love may seem great when you're younger, but it really can ruin your passions for you. Um, there, it brings to mind that saying, you know, you never want to see how the sausage is made. I certainly yeah. feel that way about music. I love the music industry. I was thrilled to get into it. I've been working within the music industry, you know, for 20 years now. I hate music now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, there's something about that. And 
And Although there, there's to the counterpoint of that, there's the old saying that you know if you do what you if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That is so. That's better. the counterpoint. That's that's bullshit. That's a lie. <laughs> you have de- you have demythified. That is, the, that is a complete and utter lie. Um, and I was thinking it a lot because I, I have a lot of friends that are in different parts of their lives, different age groups. I I, I really have a wide breadth. Uh, I'm friends with people that are really, you know, early 20s, just starting out. I'm friends with people 60s, 70s, thinking about getting out of the game. Um, And my little pearl of knowledge that I'm going to share from what I've gleaned from all these people. You're going to drop the knowledge? I'm going to drop a little knowledge. Most of the older people I know that are happy have found a job that pays the bills and meets a lifestyle they're comfortable with. But they're not all that into it. They clock out when they're done. It's not a lifestyle for them. They do it to be able to afford what they do when they stop working and have their own lifestyle, their own passions, pursue family, whatever they want. Most older people I know that are miserable are still chasing that dragon. Yeah, I I 100 – actually 100 percent agree, 110 percent agree. There you go. No, it's true. It's it's one of those things where it's – yeah, I do what I do because I – and here's the – Here's the problem, I think, with you dismissing the the quote that I so eloquently stated a moment ago, mm-hmm. um, just out of hand, is that I am happy doing what I love, which is doing internet work, computer stuff, building websites. The problem comes in when you introduce other people. And well, I think if you just were sitting around making music, you would be happier than a pig in shit. Well, but yes. there are other okay. people involved. And, and so. this is an ongoing argument. And I, I have a, also a counterpoint, which is the fact that um, it's a pretty well-established psychological fact that we basically change ourselves and our personalities every eight years. So whatever we really loved and got into eight years ago is probably not the same thing. Yeah, well, you and I both like computer stuff. We like building things. We like coding but I, again, I stand by the fact that there's just no way within a 40-year career, even probably longer now because we basically keep extending retirement and we have to keep moving on, there's just no way you're, you're, it's going to feel like a dream every single day, no matter what it is your passion is that you end up working. People, you get burnt out doing the same thing all the time, and like you said, it's, nobody exists in a bubble. It's those other assholes that are going to fuck it up for you, and you have to work with them. End of story. Yeah. I got in a fight, or not a fight, I got in a very big discussion with my business partner uh, this week, and she said something along the lines of, we should be doing whatever we want. And I looked at her and I said, yes, we should, but then we will also be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can masturbate to the magazines I want all day long, but guess what? Yeah. I, will be doing, I will be doing it in a refrigerator box you know, on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> you know the people who are doing whatever they want? They're the homeless down on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and you, you only there's a very there's a very steep arc where you where you start off doing things that you don't want to do, then you start doing things that you do want to do and your happiness like yep. peaks. Yep. And that, that arc it peaks really fast, yeah. and then after that, it's a straight drop to way below where you were before. Yeah, which brings to no, mind one of the it, other no, charts he, that we talked about, the happiness versus financial success chart, where you, you hit a peak, and then you keep being even more successful, but your happiness starts to drop. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a $70,000 rule. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if what they determined well, was... Well, if what you make we call the $150,000 rule in San Francisco or, or L.A., well, I'm coming back to LA, and I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm making a hell of a less, a hell of a lot less than seventy thousand dollars. So, this year, so I will I will report back. Okay. Um, 
yeah. It, but here's the deal. Yes, chasing that that dream of being the gazillionaire entrepreneur, the new Mark Fuckerberg or whatever, ain't going to happen to me. I'm 42. I'm past my prime. But here's the other thing that, that gives me giant hope in a lot of things that, that, that I think that people just forget about. Anthony Bourdain, one of my favorite television people. Do you know how old he was when he wrote that goddamn book that made him into the sensation that he is today? That was why I was about to say there's no way you're past your peak. It depends on 44. what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. 44. I got two years in me before okay. he even got to it. If, if and, you want to be – No, if, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. My friend Doc Searles who wrote the Clue Train Manifesto – he was a co-author on the Clue Train Manifesto. He wrote a great tweet like – and this was probably 10 years ago or – well, not 10 because Twitter hasn't been around that long. Uh, five years ago on Twitter, he's like, everything you know me for, I did since I was 50 years old. You know, there's, there are the, the ebbs and flows of life and things change. But that's if you want to be famous. I don't want to be famous. I just want to be happy. So with that said, what I'm doing is coming back to Los Angeles to get my job on. And figure out what the next stage is because the one thing – the one bit of good advice that I got from you guys is, you know what? Just go do what you I've, – I've, I've set the baseline for my lifestyle. I can be a, a nomadic techno crazy weenie guy. You know, mm-hmm. So I'm going, going back to LA for a while and from there, I'm going to set you – know, going to get my jobs in order, going to get everything in order. And from there, who the fuck knows? So <laughs> – that that part, I think Jordan kind of nailed it with that. He's just like, you know, why the hell are you in the U.S.? Why are you doing this stuff? You've got the lifestyle kind of sorted. So stick with the lifestyle and then figure the rest out. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay. So I give points. I, I, out of all of, the, all of the shit advice you guys all gave me, I'm going to go with Jordan as getting the, the, the point for the round. Fair enough. And, and you, you – you may say you stayed out of it, but I, I challenge you to go back and listen to it, and you were kind of a dick. <laughs> we are supposed to be doing a funny podcast, Jason. It was funny. <laughs> exactly my point. So take it with a grain of salt and stop being such a pussy like you always tell me. Oh, you want to talk <laughs> about being a bitch. <laughs> All you, right. Who, Moving oh, on. No, 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 Comment last, of the week. Last, oh, God. Click. Done. Comment of the week. I'd like to give a shout out to our friend Mike Tamal. I believe it's Tamal, uh, who dropped us some coin on tugboatyards.com slash G O G. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Greatly appreciated. And Mike sent us a comment on Facebook this week as well. So uh, he wrote Back in the early episodes, you were looking into online schools and colleges. Check out this Reddit thread on my math lab. And, the, and when I first read this, I thought it said my math lab. <laughs> That's all I could think about. Breaking bad. And I went back and I went and read it, and it's fucking hilarious. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling a pulling a fucking there. So uh, it's fucking hilarious. This guy uh, was an Artemil, as, as Artemil so eloquently put it. It would be nice if they treated us to dinner beforehand because we like to be wined and dined when we get fucked. <laughs> Talking about uh, this this one particular service and uh, it just goes on and on and on. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It is genius. Yeah. I, I You know, I'm still – I think that there's a massive uh, market for online education and it could and would be a wonderful thing. But right now it's just a bunch of shills and hucksters and it's a complete load of shit out there. 
That's... Well, we're gonna we're gonna come back to this in the next segment. So we we have some discuss, discussion to go there. So I'm glad that he brought this up, and I'm really glad that Reddit just kind of <laughs> just literally did a Schillinger from Oz and fisted it sans lube, as yes. they say. Very nice. And and thanks again for the support. It really means a lot. And we love uh, when you guys reach out and talk to us and tell us what you think. Okay, and uh, we also in the in the package that Mike bought, uh, he gets his own plug. And uh, you can you can have one too. So Brian, would you like to take over the plug? Sure. Um, after much soul searching, I would like you guys to plug KerbalSpaceProgram.com, and we'll have that in the show notes as well and the direct link. It's a really cool rocket flight simulator thing. Loads of explosions and stuff, and you know, grumpy old geeks love explosions. Uh, keep up the good work. I enjoy listening to the podcast, and I like how it's grown over time. Mike, uh, Mike, there you go, man. Kerbal Space Program. It, I don't know what these Kerbals are, but they're very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the, the website. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely check it out. I've got to say uh, that flight simulators have come a long way since the last one I played when I was uh, 12. And it was just oh, vector I'm, graphics. Dude, I, I, I plugged one a couple episodes ago, that flight simulator, the uh, space I, shuttle lander. You, oh, man. You, you do That's know so I, cool. I ignore every single game recommendation you ever make, except for Plants vs. Zombies. Which I think you pretty much ignore everything I say, so. Hey, it's That's the paper, okay. man. In the news. This isn't actually an, a techie news item, but it kind of comes back to the general fuck up of humanity that we talk about sometimes on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, this is in Salt Lake city. What happened was, uh, there's a school where apparently a lot of kids have parents who don't pay their bills for their lunches. So the school gave the kids the lunches because they couldn't figure out like how to like, you know, mark them beforehand and then came around and took them away in front of everybody else and gave them a, 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 a cup of milk in a, in a, <laughs> in a banana and said, sorry, kid, your dad sucks. Here's a milk and a banana, you yeah. know? Uh, yeah. I, um, I have two thoughts on this one. <laughs> well, it, actually this comes back to technology in a second, but let yeah. me hear your thoughts. My two thoughts are first off, I, I, I firmly believe that we actually need more public shaming in life. I think that we have stopped shaming people. We have let people run rampant being complete and utter douchebags, and we don't call people out on it because we don't want to get involved and we don't want to start a fight and we're worried that they're carrying a gun or whatever. We need to shame the fuck out of all the Prius drivers that can't follow any goddamn rules. We need to shame the fuck out of the self-absorbed 30-year-old chick standing in line at Whole Foods talking on her cell phone, holding up the line because she can't be bothered to get off her fucking phone to fucking purchase her goddamn quinoa salad we need to start shaming these people and calling okay. them out in public okay. but I, I, hey, you do down. not, okay, you do not shame elementary school kids and yes. that is bullshit <laughs> and okay, whoever yeah, did I, this <laughs> needs to be fired <laughs> yeah i wanted i want to slow your adam carolla roll there because you know you're like one of those snickers commercials where you get hungry and i give you a snickers and you turn back into brian yeah um yes this is that Yes, the public shaming part. Uh, who gives a fuck about that? That's you, that's perfectly but, fine for adults. That's you don't great publicly for shame elementary school kids. Give them the damn food and send them the bill. This isn't publicly shaming elementary school kids. This is fucking emotionally scarring children for life. <laughs> Seriously, because these kids are going to get heckled. And I mean, this is not just a one day thing. It's like, oh, your daddy can't pay the bill, motherfucker. No, this is like years down the line. Just like it'll. That that that's milk banana boy over there, you know, because it's yeah. 
No, I it's, agree. It's 100%. bullshit, and it's I mean, it's Salt Lake City, isn't like art? Isn't that's like the the homebred of Mormon? Uh, what is it, the womb of Mormon fundamentalism or whatever the fuck it is? Can't they just you know go into their their golden book and find some you know Fritos for the kids? What the fuck? You know, it's just ridiculous. It is a hundred percent. So I, it, it wasn't tech news, but on the tech side of it. Why could they not tag these kids technologically and say, <laughs> okay, Joe, Mike, and Sue over there, they didn't pay their bills, so put, let's put them in the special line, you know, and we'll give them some stuff over here. Yeah, instead give, of Give them something a, a little less. Just give them something. Don't make them crazy. Or don't even do that. Do technology. Yeah. Go back to old school, like 1930s. Put it on my tab. Send yeah, it a bill. Give them a note to take home to their dad saying – Look, next time we're taking your kids' goddamn food. You know, yeah. threaten what something well, just else. Just say we are going to stop feeding your kids in two weeks. You have two weeks to make this right. Done. Do you don't it's just don't yeah, do what you did. You're, whoever did this is an idiot. It, I mean, it, and it comes down to what I, it's just a, a lack of common human decency, yeah. and and I don't like it. I think that it's bullshit. And you know, I mean, Utah's got enough problems as it is. This is just is not adding to their their PR quotient, as it were. <laughs> So yeah. on on the on the stranger side of things, next week ICANN opens up their new uh, general or generic TLDs or general TLDs. Yeah, hundreds of them are coming online. Yeah, and they're all this, ridiculous and stupid, and, and none of this matters, anyways. It matters a great fucking deal. I'm sorry, it does. Okay. This is they're, they're killing a whole economy with this. <laughs> um, because I mean, domain speculation has been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and it is a there, there are two ways to look at it. It can be a speculator's business or it can be a douchebag business. Right. I'm on the speculator side because I have bought and sold probably a hundred thousand dollars worth of domains in my in my in my few years on the internet. Right. The other side are the people that have millions of dollars and buy hundreds of thousands of domains and just park them and sit on them. Yeah. And and won't give you a fair price. And half of my domains that I want back, I can't buy back. Um, but here's the deal. The dot com, uh, you know, dot com as being the you know the gold standard of domains yeah. is getting ready to just be dead next week. It's dead, dead, dead. Yeah. So if you're going to see a new niche, it's going to be like niche hoarding. You know, I think some of them are like dot ski dot sexy dot Berlin. Right. So so if if you live in Berlin, you can go buy everybody's business name dot Berlin. And yeah. sit on them and sell them back to them. And, and but, I've already started to get emails because I'm I'm registered. Uh, I'm the registered domain name holder for for an awful lot of um, public properties. Let's say bands, whatever. And I've started to get them from like we, you know, we're. Uh, are you interested in having band name dot Berlin? Otherwise, we're going to take it. And it's frustrating to a certain extent in that uh, I feel that. It, it, for my bands over the years, I have wasted so much money buying out domain names just so other people couldn't grab them. Um, but Google is starting to kind of sort that problem out because I don't know anybody that actually types into the bar anymore a domain name. They just go into the Google window and type in the name of whatever. And as long as you're coming up first, you're good. That's so scary to me, and I, we've talked about that before, and it just it, – it, it makes my little heart weep. I know. Um, I think it really it, does. But, but it really has changed, Jason. I know you're holding on to this domain name thing, but uh, to me, this story is almost a non-story because I don't know anybody that cares about domain names anymore. 
And I even tell my clients, don't bother, don't waste your money buying 10,000 domains trying to protect your copyright anymore. Oh, they absolutely should not. No, there should be one canonical domain name and that should be it. Yeah. If know, somebody else is doing it and they're sitting on it and trying to sell like merchandise for your band, you sue them out of existence and then you get the domain for free and then you 301 redirect to the canonical name. Exactly. Here. That's how that should be. 100%. But it's just it, the fact that, you know, generic – you know, like uh, popbottle.com will not be a thing anymore because yeah. there will be popbottle.everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I- anyway, it's 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 weird. It's very, <laughs> very weird to me to be – and I'm letting all my all my stuff go. I've got 135 domains that I've been hanging on to. Yeah. Because every year I sell one, which pays for all the other ones to keep for another year. Right. <laughs> so I'm just letting them all go now. I'm, I'm biting the bullet and uh, – it's sad. It's sad. It's a lot of a lot of lost uh, time and money and heartache. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know okay. that 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 is the fate of the prospector, right? You have to know when to get out of the game. I still I still stand by asspantry.com. <laughs> I will keep that till the fucking day I die. Okay. So, moving on to more nobler things. Uh Edward Snowden has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, I believe it. Why not? Well, uh, apparently uh, a couple of Norwegians uh, have put him up. Two Norwegian politicians have thrown him up for uh, uh, nomination. Good for him. I believe it's uh, – well, shit, if the guy that can order the drone strikes on weddings in you know, third world countries <laughs> can get a peace prize without actually doing a goddamn thing. He, he, he showed up, got, a, got his uh, hand stamped and got a Nobel Peace Prize. We're yeah. talking about <clears throat> the president, yeah. uh, then this guy who actually did something to promote uh, peace on earth, I think he should get one. Um, so there. Yeah. Well, my, my only thought on that, is, well, two thoughts again, first off, the Nobel peace prize is a political beast. Um, and lots of people have been nominated and won for somewhat tenuous and nebulous reasons, uh, and somewhat checkered pasts that were somewhat ignored. Um, my only problem with him being nominated for the Nobel peace prize is I don't, I don't think that this story has played itself out yet. Um, I think he would probably be a great nominee in about 15 years, depending on how things go and what we find out actually comes from this. I think it's premature. It's too soon. We're not entirely sure where this is going. We are on a seesaw with Snowden and all of the story still at the moment. Um, Um, Too soon. Nope, not not too soon at all because here's here's my, my counterpoint to that. The fact that Obama got one, Invalidates the entire well, process. That, I, that, that was. I did. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me finish. I, that was yeah. point one. Yeah. <laughs> let me. So the fact that Obama got one invalidates the entire process. If he gets one, and the president has one, I'm just looking at this as as leverage for him to get immunity coming back to the United States and continuing his life here. Gotcha. That's that's the only thing. I I, I hope it. I hope he gets it because it's going to be leverage for him to get his life back. Yeah. You know. That's Fair it. Enough. Agreed. So, Brian, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. So, revenge porn has been in the news a lot. Um, it's uh, basically been made illegal, which I agree with 100%. I think it's ridiculous that uh, people can post pictures up of their ex in compromising positions. Yeah, without especially without a model release. Some, without a model release, that's copyright infringement. It, it, it's impersonation or whatever it is, you some, know. So sometimes rather acrobatically and, and <laughs> impressively, <laughs> I might add, since I had to do a little research for this article. Um, <clears throat> uh, would you would you would you mind sharing <laughs> those weren't in the show notes? Uh, so. No, that didn't make the show notes. Uh no, but there there was a Tumblr site that came up uh recently. Um 
gofockyourself.tumblr.com, a blog in which uh, it was basically a story of a jilted lover and uh, lots of messages and revenge and blah, 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 all the kind of things that uh, people freak out about with revenge porn was all done on this, and it, it started to get some traction and was getting a lot of hits, and there were advertisements that were placed in a local paper, and then we found out at the end of all of this that basically it was a joke scam being used to promote a song called My Crazy Girlfriend by the band. Oh, the band is called My Crazy Girlfriend with the single Go Fuck Yourself. Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> brought to you by Capital Music Group. Thanks, oh, Capital. Yes. Nice job. Actually, I am. I, I do almost have to give kind of a, a pained, I'm sad it's come down to this hearty congratulations on a decent viral campaign for a band. Song sucks, though. Whatever. Okay, so hang on. I'm going to... I have two issues about this, and the first one was um, – I'm, I'm adding this in. Um, first off, this comes back to something that you turned me on to, which is the lack of, of professional quality journalism. Yeah. Do a command F on this story and search for WAD. That's it. That's all I got to say. Okay. And it somebody apparently didn't proofread it. WAD does get past spelling you know, filters. But if you read the article again, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys when I write something, I reread it probably 20 times before it posts because yeah. I want to know every word is perfect. Not so much anymore in the, the page view uh, journalism scene. Yeah. So, yes, these guys, they, they did a story on it. It was whatever. And they replaced was for wad and whatever. <laughs> it just it was stupid. Now, uh, hang on. C-H-M. Okay, there we go. Psycho X. There is a there is a song and a book from an old colleague of mine named Andy Preboy, yes. who I think we've talked to a couple times. He his story is kind of like what revenge porn was like when we were kids. You know, there was no revenge porn. It was the bitch would show up at your house at two a.m. <laughs> with a shotgun. <laughs> that's that's the way revenge porn used to work. Or you would spread rumors about getting to third base when really all you did was kind of get to second. I mean that that's the way that's what it used to be. I know, but it, it's this this whole global communication thing has totally screwed up breaking up. It's completely fucked it. Yeah. So it's anyway. the pooch. Anyways, it was just an <sighs> interesting story for me because the more I, I delve in. Uh, you know, music industry, 20 years, uh, dealing with interns that are working at the management companies and the record labels, or not even interns anymore, 20-somethings who have grown up and, and now have positions of semi-power. There's going to be a lot more stuff like this used to promote stuff, and not just music. And it's even somewhat clever. It's incredibly dishonest, but uh, it got the job done. Yeah, it did. That's why I wanted your take on it, to see if you what, what side you fell on. I find so. it abhorrent. And uh, in, a, in a perfect world, this wouldn't happen. If, if the song, if the, wait, wait, if the song was better, would you find it more more palatable? No, no. Now think about an interesting viral campaign, and, and already you have to go back. Like, oh god, when was Nine Inch Nails Year Zero released? Ten years ago now. That was a great online campaign. I, that was all about like he, he created all these the fake websites and it was like transmissions were being made and little audio recordings were hidden and they had clues. And a, it's, and a it's phone tra- that was old yeah. transmedia before it was transmedia. Yeah, it was transmedia before transmedia. Now that is interesting. It's mm-hmm. not just latching on to the, the porn tropes of the day and, and you know, fuck yourself. 
But then again, also it had class. Tre- it had class and style. And tre- a yeah, of- class and style. A little bit of interest and some thought went into it. And, yeah, yeah. But the same with the music. That's Trent's music versus this piece of shit song, which is horrible. Well- well, we could we uh, and we got a story we're about stay, that. Later. We're going to stay the fuck away from Trent right now. Okay, here's the deal. It, uh, <clears throat> the United States uh, Department of oh Jesus douchebaggery. I think it was the State Department. Let me pull this up real quick. Uh, Department so. of State, I believe. Oh Jesus, I should have had this one open already. Anyway, here's the deal. Uh, the U.S. Department of Come Sucking Scumbags has uh, decided that there are countries in the world that are not allowed to get education from U.S.-based education companies or MOOCs, as they call it, massive open online courses, um, based on just geopolitical, you know, dick-wagging. So a lot of people that had, uh, you know, courses that they were studying on Coursera, which I've taken courses on Coursera before, um, they were fantastic. And uh, they, they just got knocked out because they live in a place where, Apparently, we think that they should not learn. What the fuck? I'm sorry. What the fuck is up with that? Um, I actually don't really. I, I can go either way on this one. It's not. No, open, no, no. It's no. not an open there's, world there, there's, yet. There's, it's it's not. Thing. It's not a free world yet. It's not a free internet. Uh, it's not a free government. Um, it's not. The world is not your oyster. Everybody does not get access to something. Uh, there are countries that we know are trying to bomb the shit out of our our entities anywhere that they are. Why are we giving them free courses? So Cuba, they're trying to bomb the shit out of us, right? No, that's what you're saying. No, but they are. Well, they used to be. Huh? Tech, huh? They huh? used to be considered a hostile government, right or wrong. That's our before that's our you were position. born. Before you were, born. I don't argue with that, Jason. I'm just saying. I'm- I'm just saying that the way that you just explained it is fuck it all. There's no borders. There's no rules. Everybody should have everything. And I don't they agree should. with that. No, I don't agree with that. When it comes no, to I, knowledge, they I, should. I do not agree with that at all. When it comes to shoes or beer, no, not at all. But when it comes to knowledge, 100%. Okay. You know, this is basic stuff. It's just – no. I mean you, you have to stand up for something. And at this point, it's just like the freedom – <laughs> Everybody should have the right to learn whatever the fuck they want. And if somebody's giving it to you for free, giving you the knowledge for free, then why should why should there be an intermediary that says, no, you cannot learn that? Well, I personally don't think knowledge should be free. No, (laughs) there's somebody giving it to you for free. If they don't want to charge for it and they're giving it to you, take it. Then they're that's it. There's a difference between (laughs) there's a big difference there. Right. Um, I like to pay for knowledge, but. You know what? If somebody's going to give me some, I'm going to take it. Okay. It's like it's like pussy. That's all I'm saying. If I, if you got to pay for it, that's fine. But if somebody's going to give it to you, take it. That's this all there isn't is even it. a drinking podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is just nope. this is just straight up. Nope. Jason's got, on a roll. I got I got I got I got a whole whole lot of Iranian black tea in me right now. That's all. That sounded really. Is that dirty. a euphemism? For- <laughs> that is not a euphemism. I'm sorry. Between you and your fucking cutting wood for six months and the Iranian black men on you. Hey, I'm the cutting wood. The, the cutting wood was you. That you. You put some. Put some nastiness on that. All right. Moving anyway, on. Anyway, so here's news. the deal. No, no. So to the point, California is trying to regulate code boot camps in the same way that the U.S. State Department is trying to regulate knowledge to third world countries. Okay. So that, that now, now, where do you stand on this one? Well, let me ask you a question about something specifically because okay. early, earlier we, we talked a little bit about online education and how shit it is. You know what makes, thi- you know what makes things become not shit? 
regulation. Okay. So we're basically looking at baby steps taken towards regulating online education, and you're saying, no, we can't fucking do that. But the alternative is we just have all these people out there putting out shit stuff. Let's regulate online education. Why shouldn't it be regulated? There's a difference. There's a difference between paying for it and getting it for free. If somebody's going to give you a course for free, that's different from going to an online school and paying thousands of dollars a year. I don't understand why there's there's free online education anyways. We have something called Wikipedia. There you go. That's the entire free online education system. No, it's not. No, not even fucking close. No. You're you're totally stealing my catchphrase, man. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) doing my best, man. Hey, you want to fucking go on the the Corolla public shit? I'm gonna fucking steal your your catchphrase. Fuck yeah! So, um, look, I no, I, 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 I do think that people the the learning to code boot camps. What the, the what the California state has to do with that? I don't understand at all. I do think this one's complete and utter crap. I'm just talking about the larger issue, which is that I do think that there should be some sort of regulatory body for online education. I do not. I do okay. not personally because then, then we'll always have well, really shitty online education. And, well, and we're going to have a lot of hucksters and shamsters out there and all the stuff that you and I have already crapped on about 10 episodes ago. You're stepping on your own dick right there because we're going to be releasing how to fucking code shit for the rest of the year. So, and uh, I don't know, I don't our, know how but, you're going I don't know how you're going to come back from that one. But our stuff would be solid and I would not fear any kind of regulation about it. Okay. But we, I, I, again, this kind of goes back to the if you have nothing to hide, who cares? Oh, Jesus, fuck. I can't believe you put that one out. <laughs> Talk about shitting on your own balls. All right, Jesus. moving on. We're going long. We've got a lot of stuff here. Okay, Flipagram. I really couldn't care less about these guys. They're apparently the new thing. Uh, it lets you do uh, Instagram with multiple pictures and a little bit of video. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the I, I think we really need to do the shark fin of the week because <laughs> these guys are the shark fin of the week. They were on money.cnn.com. We're going to post the video in the show notes where the the uh, the founder comes out and talks about their business model. I don't know if you watched this, Brian, but it was I, I was I, got, I was in tears. I was in tears laughing because he was such a cliche. I got thirty seconds into it and just shut it down. And I was like, these guys are obviously he's got somebody on his board or somebody that's a massive investor that's connected. That's the only way they're getting this kind of press. This will last about a month and then it'll be gone. By the way, it's not hard to get on CNN because nobody watches CNN anymore. Good point. Um, <laughs> Inside, which is a new app from Jason Calacanis, uh, who I've talked about on the show several times, I mm-hmm. think. Um, his new uh, – his new uh, I don't know how to kind of put this. It, it's, it's like Circa. It's like uh, Trove. It's another aggregated, curated news site with a little button that says – I like this. I don't like this. I like this. I don't like this. And it, over time, it will give you stuff that you like that you don't like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but this is what Circa was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Didn't like I, that either. Don't care. <laughs> I still get stuff from Circa that, that comes in okay. This stuff, same thing. This, I think their, their, their selling point is they're 300 characters instead of 144. Ooh. <laughs> well, yeah. we should uh, – I still think that we should do uh, Twatter, which will have 169 characters. I still own twatbot.com. I haven't let that go. So we, we have we have an in. Anyways, um, this, this, continue, no, no, this continued app recycling of we take your idea, we make one small tweak to it, where the next big thing of the week is just starting to bore the fucking hell out of me. 
And and it, the thing about this is, I I didn't put this in the notes, but Dave Weiner really kind of summed this up. It's like twenty or ten years ago, everybody shit on RSS, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like news feeds are crap, they're stupid. All of these apps are just recycling a an aggregated news feed. Yeah, without and, it, it, it's 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 stupid. It's like go buy Net Newswire. Get your own news feed. Get your own news. Well, take it. Take back the fucking web. And on, and on a deeper level, I actually have a philosophical issue with the tailored news feed. I think it's important that you see things that you don't necessarily care about. I think that you should scan headlines of things that you don't give a shit about because it makes you well-rounded. If you get a tailored news feed, you are ignoring half of the world out there. I want to see opinions that I know differ from mine. There is a reason I have Fox News bookmarked. I do not agree with a goddamn thing on their website, but I want to know what they're thinking. And that's because, what makes yeah. you a well-rounded person. Tailored news feeds are a stupid, horrible, horrible idea. Yes, it's homogenization of you know yeah. intellectuality. Yeah, I guess. You, you fucking Here's live, the deal. Live in your most own little pe- bubble and forget Yeah, but forget most everything. people don't want that. Most people don't want to see the rest of the world. They want to, they want to be very comfy in their snuggie of news. You know, <laughs> well, that's why the fact Fox that, News the fact is that, CNN, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, Well, the fact that you and I are, the, are of the same ilk, we're like, I want to read contrary opinions. I want to know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will defend Al Jazeera America till the fucking day I die because I still think they are the best news outlet in oh, the United States if, right if now. If I had to you pick, know? pick one news network to watch, that would be the one by far. Yeah. yeah. And, and the people like any, anywhere like to the east of me, they look at me like, uh, you know, I've got a fucking beard and a, you God, whatever and, God, and a bomb on my God chest. Damn it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I do – so far I've tried Indy. It's OK. It's the same as Trove. It's the same as Circa. My thing, get a news get a news reader app and do your thing and have have your own news. Seriously, don't deal with these guys. You don't guys. even need to get an app. If you're on your browser, make a set of bookmarks. Bring up Slate, Salon, CNN, Al Jazeera, Fox News, Huffington Post, blah, 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 blah. Five more. Even USA Today, why not? And just scan their headlines. <laughs> USA Today, tomorrow, the world. <laughs> USA Today, by the way, if you really think about it, is a precursor to what the internet has become. Bite-sized little chunks of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so... <laughs> moving on let's moving just, on let's let's wrap this one up i gotta yeah this is a long uh, second. the rise of the insect drones is a completely crazy article on pop science um i did not know that they could make drones this small unbelievable Amazing. It's, it's it's fucking fucking incredible and um, terrifying by the way when you really oh, start to think about what you know no what 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 the army is going to do with this sort of stuff Oh no! Or not even the talk, army. Just like no. one guy in a basement that's pissed off at everyone. No, this is this is like assassination on demand. Yeah, it's it's crazy how small they can make these things. You put a little dab of neurotoxin on one of these mofo's. Yeah, get a get a DNA sniffer on it. It's mm-hmm. I mean, boom. We're talking sci-fi novel of the week at oh, that totally. point. And and speaking of sci-fi novel novel <laughs> of the week, Google is now finally getting into smart contacts. Mm-hmm. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming years and years and years ago when they were doing the HUDs. Oh, it's I, like, I figured, you know, why are they even going with the glasses? I thought they'd go straight to this personally. Contacts are tough. Contacts are tough. Uh, we didn't have the wireless technology. And also the wireless technology with the radiation to the eyeball. I always thought that there would be uh, – it would be a contact with a trailing fiber optic to a frame that would then go into a, another unit. But 
these guys are just going straight to the contact and and props to them with the hoping to have the LED like if you're diabetic and your blood sugar goes low it's just your eyes turn red which which could be kind of scary it's just like hulk mad you know <laughs> you see everything red so i don't know there's a lot of news this week and uh, a lot of news this week and we just kind of yeah I, I would talk about the smart contact lens project for about an hour if we could but uh, we're busy right now we got more stuff to do here all right moving on <laughs> moving on oh. Go pee, Brian. I'll be back. Kickstarter in the balls. So uh, this isn't so much about Kickstarter. It's about their competition. Uh, Indiegogo gets a whopping $40 million in VC funds from uh, Kleiner Perkins, the, uh, the super powerhouse VC fund. Up there in uh, the valley. Uh, I don't know why they need $40 million. I really don't. But, you know, apparently well, there's something I'm missing. What, what it shows to me is that uh, crowdfunding is very profitable for the people that facilitate it. Not, mm-hmm. not necessarily so much for everybody else. <laughs> so I think uh, it's profitable for, for a lot of people. I just don't think it's uh, profitable for the people who give the Kickstartered and and crowdfunded uh, people money. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's basically morning. it's it's as uh, the old Jim Croce song would say, it's a pissing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we've kind of hit the 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 max peak on this sort of stuff. I think everybody's starting to come around to the idea that uh, crowdfunding is great for small artistic little projects done out of your basement that are never meant to make you millions of dollars. And that's what it's for. And that's what it's great for. And I love the fact that it exists for that. Um, I don't, I would, I would 100%, 1000% disagree because if Kleiner Perkins is putting $40 million into Indiegogo, mm-hmm. there's an angle that they're coming at. And well, it's probably a bigger angle than the schmuck in the basement with, with the yarn and the, the needles. They're shooting to be eBay before the product exists. I mean, that's really – if they, they want to control the entire industry. And there's a, lot, there's a lot of money to be made from small pennies here and there. Uh, it's it's going to be a profitable industry always, especially if you're the one that's skimming off the top of everything. I think it's it's almost like the new PayPal, like they're yeah, the, the payment exactly facilitators, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So there's money in that. And this, like I said, crowdfunding is never going to go away. It, it has its purpose and it has its purpose and there's a vast market for it. Everybody that actually has a real job, that has a dream of a better broom <laughs> or whatever the hell they want to do, they're going to go to whatever big game in town there is and, and these guys are going to skim 10, 15, 20% off the top. So yeah. it's a massive market and I'm not surprised by this at all. These as seen on TV guys should be quaking in their boots right well, now. Well, yeah, they're the ones that are going to go out of business. This is the new model. So Yeah. Oh, man. So it, it, I'm going to call this Tempest in a Teapot of the Week. <laughs> um, so these guys are trying to recreate the Sinclair ZX Spectrum, mm-hmm. which I have no fucking idea what that thing is. I had to Google it. it. it, it yeah, it looked, it's like an old computer thingy, whatever. Yeah. But uh, apparently, like, this is another, this came, is it, it came from Reddit. Um Actually, it came from Hacker News. I found this one on Hacker News. Um, old uh, developers who worked for these guys, uh, call, it's a company called Elite Systems LTD Limited, right. um, have not been paying their developers or their licensees or licensors or whichever they call them. Hey, guys, uh, it's basically right there in the they, name. They, pay, it says, yeah, they, they said limited. 
Limited, yeah. You're going to get we're, limited we're results. Elite. <laughs> we're elitely limited. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they haven't been paying anybody. So there's a huge backlash uh, uh, coming out, and the comments are, are kind of funny. Uh, but I, I'm going to pull it up right now because it's it's coming to a close soon. Oh, 60 minutes to go. Oh, boy. And uh, this morning, uh, so they're they're looking for – oh, it just went down. Uh, they're looking for a goal of 60,000 pounds, okay? Yeah. They have 830 backers, and in, once people like got the the gist of what these guys were about in the comments, everybody has changed their they, – they can't revoke their bid because right. they paid. Yeah. But they can change it to one pound. <laughs> so watching people change it to one pound has been quite funny, which just happened literally as I opened the uh, the window. Yeah, 60 it's, minutes it's to go, but they're still, they're still at 63,941 pounds pledged. So I guess enough people have stuck behind them. Yeah. So who knows? It's just like I said, tempest in a teapot. This is literally affecting 830 people on the planet right now. Yeah. And it was on Hacker News, so I thought it was kind of funny that I you just, know. Uh, you know, I mean, this is anybody that still thinks that this is the same as like a professionally funded company or uh, are already done. You know, product that you're ordering, it's not. You're well, no, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. It's a gamble. But the guy who originally designed the uh, ZX Spectrum, yeah. whatever, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. or the Sinclair ZX, yeah. uh, he is in the video. He's like, I'm the guy that designed the hardware and the, he, they got the guy who yeah. designed the actual thing. Mm-hmm. They just want to turn it into an iOS app. Right. But they got the guy. So I, I give them props for having the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I give them not props for not paying their fucking developers, but <laughs> gotcha. it's a different. There's a big difference there. So yeah. I just wanted to just wanted to make sure you didn't step on your own dick. You know, I'm yeah. looking out for you. Oh, thanks. We're buds. We're buds and all that. We, we are so. buds. Yes, yes, we are. Um, not taking your advice anymore, but go ahead. Yeah, you fine. have something else? <laughs> uh, I don't really have. I mean, uh, my my thoughts on on Kickstarter and crowdfunding are very well known. In fact, I'm almost to the point where I I'm about ready to put to a vote that we actually get rid of this segment. And I'd rather have listicle of the week than, than continue on with crapping on this stuff. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm down. Oh, wait, wait. Huff no. Oh, the Huff, Huff no, Huff. yes, because <laughs> at least once to twice a week I'm on my personal Facebook shitting on something that Huffington posted. And I might, I'll bring that up in, the, uh, in the, uh, our wrap-up. Um, yeah. well, uh, so, so, shall we vote? Shall we have an online vote? So, so there shall be no more Kickstarter in the balls. We done? We good? Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. All okay. right. Yeah. I think we're done. We're done with the Kickstarter of the balls. And if we got a Kickstarter thing, we'll just throw it in news or are you shitting me? Uh, and we'll bring in a different segment. <laughs> so. I, I, no, no. I think who's this asshole? This who's this asshole? Yeah. Um, I just one last thing then if we're going to, if we're going to drop this, I have a, I have a bit of a personal uh, story about a Kickstarter thing, which, which just came up for me this week and names will be changed to protect the innocent and other things of that nature. Uh, but just again, this is how far Kickstarter has fallen and, and where it is on the basic kind of realm of anybody that's actually professional anymore. Um, I worked for a long time with a, with an independent artist and who then became not independent and was on the cusp of stardom. And I'm, I'm a huge fan and really love the music. Um, was working with a great management company, worked with them for a long time. Things were really happening, going, going, going. For whatever reason, management shifts, blah, 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 different priorities. He got dropped by, by the management company I was super familiar with. He went with somebody new. They were a bunch of idiots 
They didn't think they were idiots. They thought they were rock star management company 2.0 that gets social networking and online-y stuff. And, um, <laughs> online-y stuff? <laughs> I, probably that's an exact quote from one of the emails I had at the time. I don't know. online uh, okay. I, I butted heads with them really bad, lots of fights, to the point where I had to call the artist and basically, we can't do this. We just can't. Uh, good luck. And uh, since then, when basically on the cusp of being major artist – this was a while back. It's it's been a little while. Um, kind of disappeared. Heard he got dropped from the label. So well done, management. There, I'm sure it was part of your 2.0 plan. We don't need a label. Uh, yeah, just saw last week Kickstartering the new album. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't be an asshole. Yeah, don't <laughs> be an asshole. All right. So done with Kickstarter, and if you guys have a strong opinion, if you'd rather have Huff No or Listicle of the Week, let us know. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot down Listicle of the Week right now, but we can we can come up with something else. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm, yes, thank you. This is 43 episodes in, and we ha- we now know your your stance on Kickstarter. <laughs> so this is this was this has always been your thing. I really couldn't. Have given a, a flying fuck less, hey, to, but to be fair, it started with Amanda Palmer. When so. we started with this podcast, everybody was fucking loving crowdfunding, and I think I've proved myself right. From day one, I was saying this is going to be a fucking flash in the pan. There's no fucking way there people are going to get away with this. It's sickening that that millionaires and fucking huge corporations are turning to take money out for development, and I was right. God damn it! Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the welcome to the uh, before your time club. Exactly. Welcome to this week in shit we put on our computers. A site uh, came to me through a friend who actually uh, posted just a, an error message from the site um, on my on my Facebook page, and, and we started laughing hysterically about it because I thought it was so genius. Nursingjobs.us, which is a kind of a micro site uh, job site. Obviously, for nursing, helps you find nursing jobs throughout the United States. You post your resume, employees come to you, they blah, 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 blah. Perfect, great, you're a nurse, you're looking for a gig, sign up here. Awesome. Small little niche site seems to be doing well. Good for them. The page that comes up is the error page if you happen to have IE7 and you go to their site. IE7 users, we need to talk. (laughs) <laughs> Which is one of the greatest fucking URLs. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's like yeah. nursingjobs.us slash blog slash IE7 users. We need to talk. For you non-tech people out there, there are little programs. We call them browser sniffers that we put into websites so we can tell what kind of computer you're coming from, what browser you're using, et cetera, et cetera. There are a lot of coding issues that come up for different browsers. IE7 is ancient. But yet, most of our clients still require us to try to code for them. And it is very difficult to do a modern-looking website that will work on IE7. It basically doubles to triples your workload. Or 8 or 9. Or 8 or 9, for that matter. Or IE in general, because (laughs) nobody should be using Internet Explorer. Anyways, they they put up a a sniffer. And if you have IE7 and you're a client of theirs... Let, I'll, I'm not going to read the whole page. I'm just going to read the only bit that I actually loved. We are offering to buy a new computer with a modern browser for any of our customers who are stuck with IE7. We determined that it would, be, that it would cost us more to support a browser from 2006 in 2014 and beyond than it would to help our clients upgrade their legacy hardware. Yep. 
I'm slow Boom. clapping. That's all I gotta say. Oh. Boom. As a developer and as <clears throat> somebody who understands the internet, I applaud you. I love you guys. Nursingjobs.us. You are our heroes. Your development team. You are kick-ass. And your accounting team, by the way, is yeah. is stellar because and, they're, and they're actually completely spot on because it does cost more to build a website that constrains to IE7 than it would to just <laughs> buy these dumb shits a new computer. They probably – 99% of the people that are running IE7 probably don't even need a new computer. Just use a different fucking browser. No, no, no. It, it's corporate shit. I mean you, yeah. you've got the corporate you know, IT team you know, with the high-waisted pants and yeah. the taped-together glasses. Yes, I'm going to make fun of IT people on this show because you know what? You're a bunch of douches. So here we go. <laughs> get, get your people up to speed and get them off IE. Get them on Chrome. Yep. Forget Firefox. It's done. It's dead. Uh, get them on Chrome. Firefox is uh, actually horrible now. Every release is getting worse. Oh my god, it's so bad now. It's so bad, uh, which sucks because here's the here's the other thing. Um, when you sent me this, I went to modern.ie, which mm-hmm. is the fact that there's a .ie goes back to the whole domain thing that we're <laughs> talking about. Um, it's, it's modern.ie slash ie6 countdown. Yeah. And this was the old site that Microsoft put up saying, you know, coming to the IE6 apocalypse where we're not going to support it anymore. There are still 4.4% of the internet still uses Internet Explorer 6 yeah. to this day. Are you sure that's not just for Ireland with the .ie? Oh, could be. <laughs> I'm just oh. looking around. It's an Irish. I, I mean, that's, I that's, that's what we, has, we used to do to be tricky back in the day. We would actually find like countries. And register mm-hmm. different domain names. So we well, dot .tv, dot .tv yeah, yeah, exactly. Or to for Tonga. Tonga. Uh, I, I'm, I'm halfway convinced half of their half of their in gross national product that year was just people buying to domains when they announced it. Well, no, Tuvaluva it saved their economy. Yeah, with, with the dot .tv domain that but, was a that was a big that was big news. But we digress. Um, no, actually, we don't. But that's okay. Um, I just want to know why Microsoft is still in the domain business. I really do. You know, it's like. Just stop. You mean the browser it, business? Where where is the where is the money coming from that they're they're spending hundreds of million dollars hundreds of millions of dollars a year on Internet Explorer? Oh, they still where, run ads for it. I know, but where does where's the profit come from by having their own browser? I, I don't get it. Don't They've got their own search engine. That's fine. Yeah, but having their own browser, I still don't understand where the money comes from. Eh, it's baked into the operating system, so they want you to use it anyways that way. And, you know, it's it's Microsoft. They're not going to ship somebody else's product as part of their OS. Oh, so you're saying that, that, that sites will have IE-only websites, so they have to buy Windows to be able to use it. So that's how their, their profit runs? That makes no sense. I well, don't know. That, that actually – the plan does make no sense, but in reality, that's kind of what's happened because kind of what all happened. these legacy websites <laughs> out there that nobody will ever pay to update that only run in IE6, they've created yep. that. <laughs> Genius, uh, I tell you. They were 20 uh, years ahead of their time and they still uh, are. <laughs> uh, Bill Gates, come come out of this like stupid retirement and come back and fix this company. Yeah, stop trying to fix uh, the world and fix your company. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so we talked about Bitcoin before, and I want to talk to you about an iApp, iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's on Android because who cares? Um, it's a it's called Bitcoin, Everything About Bitcoins, which is a free course by Udemy. Udemy? Udemy. Udemy, who do you? Um, just go check it out. It's like 
hours and hours of the ins and outs of Bitcoin, which we'll talk to you in about a second. Right. So the next one is um, – links in the show notes, uh, grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 43. The next one is Secret. You put this up. And then today I finally went and checked it out, but I didn't check it out because you put it up. I checked it out because somebody else pointed me to it. Right. And then I went and I'm like, oh, we got to put this on the show. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's already here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. You you beat me to an app, app, which is I think is news in itself. To be fair, I did not even download or install it. I have been Uh, running it all day. All all I had to do was look at the site um, and I see exactly what it is. Uh, If you're not a fan. No, you don't. No, you don't. Unless you run it, you have no idea what it is. It's it's post-secret. It is post-secret. Okay, then I know what it is. But it's post-secret with people you know. Right. That's the trick. It's post-secret with – But you don't know who they are. You can figure this shit out That was quick. my problem because – Here's the, the other thing. Is, yeah, okay. Because this, is, this is bullshit. <laughs> it is total bullshit because the fact that they put the city that the person is in blows the whole that, – that's right. it. It blows it. It blows let's, it. Wait. Let's, let's slow it down a second. For okay. people that don't know, postsecret.com is a site that's been out for a long time. It actually started as a book that was actually done with postcards. Uh, somebody well, no. Posted, it, was, it was a blog that turned into a book. No, it's even more old school than that. This is – even before the internet, there was a guy that posted a personal ads in newspapers all across the country. And really? had he had them send anonymous postcards to him. And he, no and put, he way. Put a, and then he put out a book. This is pre-internet. This concept. Oh, okay. And it's it's I, been running oh, for shit. ages. So all the the idea is that you, you basically make a confession anonymously. Yes. And and they're amazing. And, and postseeker.com is is a site that for like a period of two years I would look at every single day. And then you just you know it's like the it's the internet. It's life in general. You forget about things and you move on. This yeah, app, it's, it's totally voyeuristic. And then you yeah. just realize everybody's fucked up in the same. And it's a hundred percent and completely anonymous and blah 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 blah. This is that as an app, except for the fact that everything goes into a database. It's tied to your phone number, and it just takes one hack or a little bit of reverse engineering, and all of a sudden whatever yep. you put up there is not a secret anymore yep no because i so what i did was i saw it i signed up and i'm just like fuck it i'm go, going for it right. so i signed up i i linked my my phone number mm-hmm. then i shared my address book right. so if you sign up you're gonna see my secrets mofo um so basically if, and, if you signed up and you only accepted one person from your phone book you would know. No, no, no. It, you don't accept okay, anybody. Right. They just take all of your contacts and, you just and they cross-reference right. and they keep it probably forever. Mm-hmm. So this company, who I don't know who the fuck they are, now has my email address, mm-hmm. my phone number, and everybody I've talked to. Is there an opt-out, AKA, delete all personal information, remove all personal information button anywhere in this app? I've, I, I signed up about six minutes before we started recording okay. and was reading it. I, I couldn't look for it. That's what I wanted to look for. But I was so fascinated by the fact that everybody I know is apparently a closet. Like uh, just everybody wants to fuck. That's it. Everybody talks about sex and food. That's, That's it. Right. That's really, what everybody talks about. As far as I can tell, the only internet app that actually matters right now is Tinder because everybody is talking. Everybody that I know that's single, and some people I know that aren't. No, these people are not single. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, there are literally people saying, "I wish my wife would roll over and give me a blowjob this morning." It's, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's like kind of, kind of creepy. It's, it's things that 
<laughs> it's the reason that we have an inner voice and an outer voice. It, yeah, and that, that, that's least, what they should have called this. Yeah. This should have been, should have been inner called voice. inner voice. Yeah. It, this is, yeah. Anyways, it's a stupid app and it's, it's taking something that is a great fun concept uh, and making it so it's really not secure and not safe. And I would never, ever use this, uh, not even for fun, because eventually somebody's going to hack this shit and everything that you ever post is going to be connected directly to you. I don't like – they probably, I assume, don't have an opt-out thing, which we keep going on about. And I want to stop talking about Secret for a second and talk about my Catch-22 experience uh, that I had this week. Have You have not heard back from Jelly, correct? No, nothing. Nothing uh, at all. You tweeted them. They did not get, mm-hmm. ever get back to I you. Tweeted I tweeted them. I emailed, them, emailed them. They did not get back to me. I finally mm-hmm. was so pissed off about this concept that I took to Jelly to ask how to get off of Jelly. No, meta. <laughs> I went total meta like catch twenty two. <laughs> I was watching Top Gear, so I took a picture of uh, I took a picture of Jeremy Clarkson, and then I posted. If I wanted to opt out of Jelly and delete the app, how would I remove my personal data? One response from friend of the show Sean Bonner saying, "Doesn't seem they offer that at the moment." <laughs> Okay. So apparently you cannot get off of Jelly. I'm stuck having this app on, and I'm not going to fucking remove it until I find out how they get rid of my data. Yeah. Okay. That's how. That's how it goes. And I do want to do. Uh, I want to say one thing before you, you just like you know, basically skull fuck the uh, the secret app with a uh, a statue or something. I don't know. You're very very mad at them. <laughs> I love it. I think it's. I think it is my favorite app at this point because. Are, are you're not even that, slightly concerned about the fact the the the, the privacy aspect no, of it. No, not at all. Okay. You know why? Because all these people are talking about are just they're talking about their boners, they're talking about their their lunches, and they're talking about whatever. Here's the deal. It is so stupid the fact that they're <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Just it's it's laughable. Well, I mean, I mean that, it is completely laughable. It, it, because I, everybody I know knows security. I mean, like, I'm not going to post anything on here, but reading it is fucking hilarious. People, seem so to keep- I feel like the NSA right now. I feel like I'm reading. I feel like the NSA. Yeah. I feel like what Ed Snowden felt like before he trotted yeah. off to Russia. It's like. You people are so fucking stupid. Why are you posting this? The, the, real, the real interesting thing about all of these things is we really just see what human nature really is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, that's Twitter. It, it's all of these things, all of these ways of self-expression really kind of come down to touch my knob. I'm hungry. <laughs> get me drunk. That's, yeah, that's really exactly. what this stuff comes down to. I, I don't want to die in the night. Yeah, I, give, I'm give lonely. Me a blankie. <laughs> I, I'm lonely. I'm hungry. I'm cold. That's, that's, well, that's I mean, basically is, what it comes down to. What is this? Maslow's. Uh, what is it? It's Maslow, right? Yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is this really it, this kind of really sets it home when you <laughs> when you really get to it. It's like it. That's it. Yeah. You know, we want it. We want to eat. We want to poop. We want to spooge. We want to snuggle. That's right. it. We're done. And on that note, I'm thirsty. It's the library. Woo. I uh, just finished reading last night. Actually, Hugh Howey's uh, next new big bit of fiction after wool uh called sand uh he also released it in a series of shorter stories uh i waited and picked up the omnibus edition which is the full thing um is the omnibus like the short bus 
No. Okay. The Omnibus just wonder, is just wondering. It's the Omni, man. Like Omni Magazine. It's the all. It's the Uber. So it's like a one bus that just rides in a circle because it's like eating its own tail. It, just, like that, it doesn't right? go anywhere. It just uh, yeah, a bit like that. Um, okay. I, yeah, I finished it. Um, I, I again, I went on record as saying I really loved Wool. I, I thought it was fantastic. I, I enjoyed the second series that he wrote based on the same characters. So this is a whole new universe. Second, like major attempt at creating a completely independent work of fiction. Meh. 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 Not good. It's Will meets Dune. Not as interesting as either of them. Um, it's just he is the Quizak Satarak. <laughs> Fuck! I, Wait you, for my brother Baron. <laughs> don't even start on Dune. I still think that this. I fucking best, love Dune. <laughs> that entire series is one of the best works of fiction ever made. Dude, I um, fucking love Dune. I yeah, just, I just, I, I love. It just my. That's my favorite line from the the extended <laughs> version of the movie. It's like, wait for my brother Baron. He is the Quizak Satarak. <laughs> Uh, the movie, I love it. The movie's not so much, but the books I love. Um, let's get back to uh, Sand. Okay, uh, it, okay it, go for it. It's it, he's it, he's a good writer. It's it's uh, it's not a lot of story here. Um, the only good part about the writing was the interactions between the characters. He created a really believable family in that kind of had disjointed itself and how they related to each other and came together in the face of, you know, your standard kind of shit that happens. Otherwise it would be a really boring book. Uh, but the universe itself, not as well thought out as, uh, as Wool was not as interesting, not, he, he, he didn't really delve into what happened. <sighs> okay. Here's the point. Yeah. It sucked. Don't buy it. It didn't. That's pretty much where you're at. Okay? If you haven't read Wool, go read Wool. If you get really, really into Wool, give Sand a shot. Okay. There you, there there we you go. go. All yeah, right. just, just let's, let's let's not talk about how it could have been great. Okay, anymore. moving on then. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk real quick about Audible.com's update. Mm-hmm. This is literally like if Pinterest and a drunk UX nerd from Carnegie Mellon had a one night stand, it would end up in this abortion that is now <laughs> Audible.com. That's that's it. Okay, it was um, never a great site to begin with. To be honest, it was terrible, and yeah. now it is terrible with it's terrible earth. <laughs> It's it's yeah it's it's it is uh, uh, terrible with prejudice. That's what I, that's what I was looking for. It's terrible with prejudice. Do you think it works on IE seven? I couldn't give a flying <laughs> fuck less because uh, I I can guarantee you it doesn't work on IE eleven or twelve or fourteen because it fucking sucks. So I, as an Audible dot com fan and love them to death, yeah. if they would have called me, please always call me. I will tell you if your shit sucks or not. That could be a segment. Does your shit suck or not? <laughs> also up for consideration, people. Chime in on our yes. website, on our Facebook, on our Twitter. On, uh, 20 years yards. of it. 20, 20, tugboat Yards. Not Tugboat Yard, tugboat, which I typed in the other yard. day. And I'm just like, it was, yeah, Tug Yards. <laughs> tug Yards, not Tug Yard. Because okay. that's a whole different thing. You know what? Here, here's the deal. Go to TugboatYards.com. <laughs> slash GOG. There you go. And there you go. Our our little our little thing uh, actually bit my own self in the ass because I found some guy who likes to he's probably a pedophile, but that's slander, so I can't say that. Uh he's a guy who makes boats. Anyway, yes, audible.com screwed the pooch. Sorry. Good night. Security ha! There is a story that came out, uh, I think, uh, two days ago called How I Lost My $50,000 Twitter Username. And I believe the guy had 
what was it? N? Yeah. At N. Um, at N. I've got uh, my friend uh, Tontek has at T. I know uh, <laughs> I can go down the line of the alphabet and I know – I think I, I know a third of the, the single letter domain people. Yeah. They are all smarter than this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Period. He's like, a story of how PayPal and GoDaddy allowed the attack and caused me to lose my $50,000 Twitter username. Okay, point one. You cannot sell a Twitter username. It is in the terms of service. Yes. I, I, have, I have literally talked to people who wanted to do Twitter username uh, auction houses. Period. And and it's like, no, if you are caught colluding on a username purchase, all of the usernames that have been anywhere nearly associated with you have are deleted, period. <laughs> um, per, and then secondly, GoDaddy, fuck you. PayPal, fuck you. Guess what? You have no fucking leg to stand on, Mr. N, or whatever you're called now. I don't care. You're done. <laughs> Take it off. I mean, just do whatever. It's, it's you, an you, interesting you, read. We don't, we won't go into all the ins and outs on it. the The thing that I found most interesting is somebody that was uh, a relatively erudite and obviously very organized to put together this entire account could be so dumb, so fucking stupid. This is your stupid. own fault, dude. You 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 seem like a smart enough guy, and I get how you're pissed off, but you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, total fucking you know, idiot. Even people I know that are oh. so not web savvy would have known not to do half the things that you did in this. So you're oh. you're dumb. You screwed the pooch. If he had, if he would have read the article that I never posted on grumpyoldgeeks.com about how to separate usernames versus <laughs> aliases with email addresses, he would have been so far ahead. But he never read the article I never posted. So. You know, that's his own damn fault. That's yeah, all I can say. I, but even beyond that, there are just so many things that he should not have done. So many emails he should not have responded to. So no, many, it, was, it was so stupid. Just dumb. So stupid. Yeah. And it comes back to the Matt Honan thing. The Matt Honan hack was legitimate, you know, legitimately not his fault. Yeah. This guy was just a fucking dumb fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, and, and so your $50,000 Twitter username, you know what it cost you? Zero dollars. It cost you zero. And guess what you lost? Zero dollars. So you know what you got from it? Probably a lot of press. So shut up and be happy that you're not N anymore. Jesus fucking Christ. I hate people. But Hover did respond to the incident and uh, they're just like, yeah, the guy's a douchebag. So (laughs) now let's move on to Angry Birds. Angry Birds. Because nobody really cares about security until it involved Angry Birds. I, I don't. I didn't even fucking read. I'm just Angry Birds right is now, totally. I did not read the fucking thing. Angry Birds is Shark Fin at this point, right? Like they basically kind of resurfaced when they put out the Star Wars version, and everybody got into that for a few seconds. But we're all done with this game, right? Like, no, 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 okay. no. All right, we are because we played Angry Birds like 1.0. Yeah, and right? I have to admit, it is one of the few gazillions games, of one of the few games who- throughout my life that I actually super got into. Exactly. And here's the deal. When somebody gets a new phone that has never had a phone before, they're like, oh, my goodness, I can I can spring the button to the well, thing. Yeah. And well, well when, I, when I got my <laughs> iPad 1.0 and didn't really know what the fuck to do with it, Angry Birds <laughs> exactly. was there. <laughs> exactly. And it's a fucking amazing game. It's it's it is. I mean, 
every success that Angry Birds has had, they oh, they deserve it. Deserve. They, deserve they deserve it all. They did purely great physics, and it's fun. You know, it's totally fun. And I feel really bad because everywhere I go around the world, they're getting ripped off with merch. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, welcome to my life working with bands. Exactly. Cry but me still, a river. Um, um, well, here's the deal. Um, apparently, there was a back door that somebody could get in and steal people's info. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 okay. Wah, wah. Moving, Moving on. In <laughs> <laughs> the United States, you, you United realize States we're getting as jaded. America. We're getting as jaded in the security section as we have been with Kickstarter. <laughs> yep. Okay. Pretty much. Keep pretty going, much. Jason. Roll on, my friend. Yeah, the United States does relax some data disclosure rules. So companies can say when they've asked for, uh, you know, yeah. info. Uh, on, what on what info, info did you give users. and why did you give it? Yeah, exactly. Um, yep, don't give a fuck. <laughs> it doesn't really change anything. <laughs> so untraceable is a new blog. It's untraceableblog.com. I, this, until, this, until they get hacked. Well, no, no, no. Go read this blog. Honestly, if you if you care about this stuff, go read this blog and try and reverse engineer who this guy is because this is a challenge for me. Dr. David I'm, Teeter? Teeter. We yeah. got we got a job for you. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm calling you Dr. David Twatter for your oh, fucking attacks on me last time. Jason um, Jason still got a hurt <laughs> vagina. Don't ignore him. You little fucking bitch. Um so go check out Untraceable and Figure out how this guy does it and see if you can reverse engineer who he is. Okay. I would, I, I, for me personally, I'm going to try and figure it out. I love that he said it out as a challenge. This is amazing. Yeah. I, this I is, love this guy. Yeah. He's doing, he's, I mean, the way he's doing everything is really smart. And I want to find this guy. This kind of comes back to one of those, it, it, it almost could be a wired article, mm-hmm. you know, that somebody's trying to do like being untraceable on the internet bullshit. Yeah. But he did, he, I mean, this guy's smart. He's very sharp. He, he knows so. he knows the programming behind things. He knows the ways around them. This mm-hmm. is, this is going to be a good challenge, but he will get – he will – somebody will find out. OK. I, well, I anyway. promise we're going to keep a bookmark on this and bring come back to it. I, I don't think they might. I, don't uh, think, I so. think he's going to get found by someone. I guarantee you. Black phone. I mentioned this briefly the other week. We were going to talk about it, but then we got stuck up in your uh, up your own ass while you sat down and told us about your mommy. You are going to get a fucking <laughs> cock punch next time I see you. I swear to God. <laughs> so, so, what do you think the about black it? Phone, the black phone is the secure, the like the secure from the nuts up phone coming yep. from the guys at Silent Circle who have a horrible um, logo. You got a fine logo. Who cares uh, about it? It's, it's 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 a fiery sphincter after a night of Mexican. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. Um, but these guys were also on the side of the guy who shut down. I mean, it, these guys are very serious about privacy. Yeah. I mean, these are these guys are no joke. So you know, honestly, how, you, know how it works. you should you should actually stop making fun of them because they might give you a fiery sphincter at some point. <laughs> you know so, how it works. What. You can't send any text messages. You can't make any phone calls, and no apps work on it. Oh, so it's just it's a stone. It's a stone. It's a brick phone. <laughs> it's a completely brick, yeah. secure. Yes, you sit in a room by yourself and masturbate. But that is the problem with it. To be serious for a second, no, it's after, not. After well, I here's make the, the joke. It's it's what what's actually going to work on it, and how do they I mean? Obviously, they're only going to allow apps that have passed their tests to be on there. Well, it's a, what it's app an could an- you possibly use that other people use? 
Did you listen? Did you, do you listen to anything I say? No, no, you don't. Anyway, it's an Android. It's an Android d- derivative. Yes. Um, I don't think, and here's where I get to agree with you because you can <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, I think that they're probably screwed because they do let standard Android apps run on it. It yeah. comes down to the chipset. The chipset was developed in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 hoping it's secure, but I you know what? If I talk, I I assume somebody can figure out what I'm saying at this point. I really couldn't care less. It, <laughs> we're all fucked. That's yeah. it. We're all fucked. I, I I think it's only a matter of time before somebody actually you know, the phone will come out, a couple of people will buy it. They'll all be very cool about it, but they'll all be super Uber geeks that'll try to hack it themselves. But, and and, and, sudden, and who knows that that Sven NSA Sven is like one <laughs> of the guys on the on the board who's writing the chip diagram, you know? Yeah. How do you know that we don't have somebody in in house that's that's a mole? But then you start getting into the let's just put on our tinfoil hats and move on. But that's what this whole segment's about. <laughs> I'm sorry, but have you have you read anything we talked about in the past two years? I, Jesus fuck everybody hit we've got people everywhere. That's why I said the phone's a complete load of crap and there's no way exactly. it's gonna keep you hundred percent secure. But it look <laughs> it does look cool. They did a good job with the design. I I totally give them a good job with the design. Yeah. Some the Apple folk might want to hire that guy. It's a nice looking phone. Oh, the Android folk might want to. It's not as good as an Apple, but it's close. So, okay, we're done. We're done. Fuck security. We're done. Oh, you want to do the Chewbacca one? Well, you can if you want. Go for it. I didn't read it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then shut the fuck up. Next. The web's not dead. Me, myself, and Biebs stumbled across this article on Slate uh, right uh, – this is like a day or two after Justin Bieber got arrested in Florida. Blah, 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 blah. Guy killed his career. Sorry, that sucks. Blah. He needs help. Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. And all the rest of the shit we're going to have to hear for the next, I'd say, six months. And then we'll never hear about Justin Bieber again. Until wardrobe start- malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. Until he starts to show up on reality shows in about five years. Anyways. The interesting thing about this for somebody that was born in 1973 is a tad older. Corey Haim from the Corys. Now, we all know how Corey Feldman is just a total train wreck these days. I think we talked about him on some podcasts before, too, where he was doing yep. some sort of online playgirl thing, except the playgirls weren't really playgirls. They were just sad L.A. party girls that were – no. Okay. Anyways, total train wreck. He's still a, he's still in the live train wreck. I had no idea Corey Haim was such a train wreck back in the day. Um, and- oh, wait. Fuck. Corey Haim's the dead one, right? Yeah, he's the one that's dead. Oh, shit. I thought he was the live one. No, no. Oh. Feldman's still being a train wreck. It's just Feldman's nobody pays attention. Feldman's the live one. Yeah. Oh. No, just nobody pays attention to that. Anyways, there's this great oh, shit. Well, this, this actually is – now that now that you mention this, mm-hmm. I, I watched the videos. This is actually much sadder. No, this than, is this – is, this, uh, this is actually really fucking sad. I was kind of wondering why you were laughing so hysterically about this as we were about to roll into it. Uh, I thought this was the guy that was still alive. No, yeah. this is a cautionary tale that actually – it's a great article and well worth reading that basically connects the dots between Corey Haim and Justin Bieber and even puts up 
pictures where they look remarkably similar. Following oh, they look the, amazingly similar. The yeah. exact same career trajectories, the exact same problems are happening, and basically Corey Haim ended up offing himself and uh, dying. And it, uh, it showcases a video that uh, Corey Haim did in 1989 called Me, Myself, and I when he first came out of rehab. And he was trying to resurrect his career and is basically only sent around the Hollywood community, but became. And here's the thing. When I watched the, when I watched this video, yeah. it was very much like, uh, what's his name from two and a half men? Um, uh, Sheen. Sheen. Yeah. It's very Charlie Sheen. It's very Charlie Sheen too, except yeah. Charlie Sheen is a much older man. And this is focusing on these young kids. Yeah. Charlie Sheen these. should have been like his mentor and, and got him out of that. Except for the fact thing. that Charlie yeah. Sheen hasn't stopped either. At that, yeah, at that point, Charlie Sheen was in the. He yeah. was probably filming the fucking thing. Yeah, but. probably. So it, it's a. It's oh, a, okay. It's I'm a sorry. video. I'm, it's a forty-minute video or so that that yeah, basically his management team told him to 30, do. Thirty-six forty-eight. By the 36, way, thirty-six forty. Uh, Thirty-four. If we're going to be that anal, Jason. Okay. Um, I just let, let me finish my I, fucking story. Shut up. <laughs> Now you know what it's like to be me, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's worth – it's beyond insane to watch this. Um, I didn't really – I mean I knew of the Corys back in 1989, but at that point I was too busy dressing up like Robert Smith and being counterculture. And this guy was so like mainstream, so I couldn't pay attention to it. But uh, it's it's super sad. It's this – a 36 minute produced video explaining how you know he solved his demons except you can tell he's fucked up in almost every single take and uh, he's ready to start working again and the the author does this amazing comparison between his exact position back then and Justin Bieber right now and um, as much as I like to bitch about how things have gotten worse in the world this points out eh, it's kind of the same isn't it Shit is the same. It's exactly the same. It's just there's a lot more spotlight on things now. A lot it's all about it, it. It's about perspective. Yeah, it's about perspective. Because what do you think Napoleon would say? He's like, oh, uh, yeah, so these troops are coming over the the fields. Oh, yeah, no, these are worse than they used to be. You know, yeah, whatever. Anyways, Anyways it's, so, it's a good read. Uh, the video, I mean. It's as honestly, horrible as this sounds honestly, to say, because it's kind of about somebody that was an addict. Pop a few beers, watch the video, and it's hysterical. I, I actually now now that I know what the video was, it's not hysterical for me. It, yeah, it gotcha. actually kind of bums me out because I watched the the their little tiny short blip in the history of reality uh, TV called the Two Corys. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, they were trying to help each other, and when when Corey Haim died, I was I was actually thoroughly bummed out. I just transposed the names, um, and I thought he was the one that was still here, and it it, it really does bum me out a bit. Um, I don't know about Bieber. Fuck, you know what? He'll he'll figure his shit out, or he'll be dead. One no, of the two. He's, yeah, uh, one of the two. That, honestly, that's it. Yeah, I know. That, but but that, he, he's got parents. His his dad is like thirty six. I know. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Justin Bieber's dad is like 36 years old. Oh, and by the way, um, uh, <laughs> there's if, no fucking way that there is any parental supervision going on there. If, if you, they're, they're if you and I, like fuckers. If you yeah. and I at 19 or even at 36 had 20 million dollars in the bank, we'd be doing the exact same shit. Oh my god, I'd be going off the fucking hook. I'd have jet packs, I'd have fucking flying cars. Fuck this little yeah. pussy shit that they're doing. I don't, yeah, I don't blame I don't blame the kid at all, but somebody <laughs> nope. needs to step in that's actually responsible no. to help him. Same old story. And, and his dad is not going to be the one. And, and his, his, 
parents aren't going to be. But the that's one. what this article talks about, and and it's kind of interesting to see the the progression of. Uh, this is like a known thing. This is what happens to kids that become famous at that age. And okay, we're going to stop now go. because we spent literally six minutes on Justin Bieber and, and Corey, Corey Haim. Was this way too? We're much. done. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. So. Uh, the one thing that I want to point out is there is a service in Japan that will – it's kind of like uh, Amazon for shit that goes on in Japan. It's called the White Rabbit Express. If there's a store in Japan that has something you want, they will send a runner, get it, ship it to you. Period. I'm so Done. excited about this site because I, I have been obsessed <laughs> With wasabi-flavored Kit Kats since I was in Tokyo two years ago and found them. You cannot get them anywhere in the world. You ate them all, and I didn't get to try them. And by the way, where are my fucking maple cookies that you promised me when I came to record at your house last time? Didn't show up. So we need White Rabbit Canada, too. I'm ordering. uh, I just I Googled it right now. There they are. Uh Japanese uh, wasabi Kit Kats. And I just found Mm -hmm. Pringles wasabi mayonnaise. I'm getting those, too. Uh, double order, and when I'm there next week, bring this shit over. All right. That's all I got to say. Good find. Bookmarked and order. Yeah, candy, 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 candy. Men's school, men's school, men's school. The worst song I've ever heard in a podcast. Do you want to go back to uh, talking about uh, life advice? <laughs> no, I don't. Singing. I, well, it's kind Sing- of I do. Kind Sing- of I do. Singing, not your friend. Well, not now. Um, <laughs> So we talked we, – we actually talked about Man School, the podcast, in an episode that didn't air. I was talking to this guy who runs the podcast. I'm like, oh, we did, we did a, a bit on your show. We made fun of your theme song because it's fucking terrible, mm-hmm. but we love your show. And uh, we ended up killing it because that was in the, the first four that we never aired. Right. Um, and now I've actually gotten to know the uh, – the guy who runs the Man School podcast, a gentleman named Caleb Bacon, who is a uh, comedy writer at Warner Brothers on the lot doing a uh, shit for some show. But uh, the, the reason I bring it up, seriously, the re- stop laughing. <laughs> doing some shit for some show. Doing some shit for some show. Not dropping any names. Uh, <laughs> uh, not getting get sued. Uh, some some a, a guy who show. knew a guy that did a thing with some other guy. Okay. I think it was Corey Haim. Might have been. Oh, uh. fucking stop it! <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so he's got this guy Papa Joe on his on his forty uh, fifth episode, who lost two hundred and fifty pounds, and you know how he lost it? Walking, straight up walking, hmm. and this is what brings it back to what we've talked about forever. With me and my Fitbit and, you know, my, my shit bit, whatever you want to call it. Right. I love walking and I say that that is the foundation of fitness. And listen to this guy's story. He tried everything and this guy lost 250 fucking pounds by just walking. No solution that works for everybody. Everybody's different. If uh, I can guarantee oh, wait you, if, a I, shit on my segment, you if I blew up to 250 <laughs> pounds tomorrow and I just sat around for six months and didn't do anything and I got off my ass and started walking, I'd lose some weight too. By the way, I once lost 250 pounds of useless waste, uh, weight once. Want to know how? You got divorced, right? Yeah, is that, is uh, that I the... fired the fat, useless guy. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's some that's some fucking bad stand up there. Yeah, buddy. yeah. Thank, uh, I'm sure I'll, <laughs> anyway. be, I'll be at Cheese and Puffs next week. Um. So, anyway, check out check out Caleb's podcast, Man School. It's honestly, it's like dudes talking to dudes. It's a great show, and and I I had uh, when I met him recently, we 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 had a thing because his show has. Quite possibly the worst theme song in the history of podcasts. It's phenomenally bad. It is fucking terrible. But here's the problem. It's an earwig. It is a total earwig. It stays with you. You cannot get it out of your fucking head. And there's like seven minutes of pre-roll before every show where he talks about what he's going to talk about on the podcast. There is a trailer for the podcast that you're going to listen to once you get to the podcast. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just like, well, I've gotten some good feedback on that. I'm just like, okay, bro, you got, you got probably 20 X the listeners we got. So I'm going with you on that. But that fucking theme song is an earwig. Anyway, he's going to come over and deliver me some pizza because you know why? He's got a fundraiser going on next week for uh, substance abuse, which is very funny that I'm the one that's donating to that. <laughs> um, I, I donated to his his uh, his uh, substance abuse uh, podcast, which is going to be on February 5th, which is a live episode of Man School. You can go to laughster.com slash man school. So, yeah, definitely check out Caleb's uh podcast he's gonna have a live show on february 5th yep uh give it give him a donation if you can it half of it goes to substance abuse the other half gets him a fucking microphone so he doesn't sound like he's talking in a toilet uh nice guy love him uh let's move on give him so, some more money then he can pay me to write his theme song yeah this is about 30 know. seconds man i'm just saying <laughs> actually yes you should fu- you know what he should fucking kickstarter have him a, email me a, ha- but here's the deal. His fucking theme song is so good because it's a goddamn earwig. It's so terrible. It's great. No. Moving on. Uh, okay. I don't Joe, find myself singing it. That's all I'm saying. Joe Rogan. Uh, another Joe person Rogan. I actually I, – I know I should like Joe Rogan. I never get into Joe Rogan. Mm. Go for it. Tell me why I, I should. Hate, I I I – when Penn Jillette had his radio show and Joe Rogan came on and said, I don't believe that man landed on the moon, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Fucking, I'm fucking done with you. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, slap the mic down. It's like, boom, done, out. Um, he came back and said, I was wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank God. So, and he came back and he was fine. And he, he's had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show and whatever. But this week he had Andreas Antonopoulos, whatever. Um, this is Joe Rogan experience number 446. This is a guy who runs a Bitcoin uh, exchange. Right. Check it out. That's all I'm going to say. It was it's a, like a two and a half hour show. It's very Joe Rogan experiences are yeah. very long apparently. Uh, if you're um, listening to this, you're probably, <laughs> you're probably into Bitcoin as we all are, and we're all still trying to figure it out, and it's an ongoing thing. Um, but here's no, no. Here's the deal. This actually taught me more about Bitcoin than I've I've learned uh, over all my research. Yeah. So this is actually this podcast taught me more about Bitcoin than anything that I've ever researched. Gotcha. So check it out. Definitely check it out. And the guy, uh, Andreas, is super cool. Definitely check it out. Next. Ask me another podcast. Okay. Uh, it's an NPR 
You're you're the. Uh... What the fuck are you doing? That's my NPR sound clip. <laughs> well, this is pub pub trivia. So why would I want to sit at home and listen to a pubcast about a podcast? Pubcast. Oh, there's a... pubcast. Yeah, there you go. Lawyers. Yes. Uh, jo- Jonathan Colton is the the in house musician who is. Fucking hilarious. All right. So I, I go to pub trivia once a week. There's no way I'm going to listen to a podcast about it. The fun part is actually being in a bar. Next. Oh, the I, live, I live in a fucking field. I cannot go to a okay. bar. Okay. If go you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, pub trivia is amazingly fun. So uh, listen to this and then get a subscribe okay. beer. Okay. I'm moving, I'm moving to L.A. in two days. <laughs> uh, who can we kill on your team? Who can I go murder Team's to full, get man. their spots? Team's full. No, can I- who can I, who can I murder to get their spots? Start another team. No, I'm gonna cut a cut a fucking bitch's throat. <sighs> who can I kill? You know, threatening to kill my friends is not really a good way to start off this whole LA adventure. Yeah, but I thought we were friends. So that doesn't so- mean I'm gonna knock off another <laughs> friend for you. It's fucking rules here, man. Fucking Speaking should. of killing people and dangerous stuff. DangerousMinds.net. Uh, this uh, friend of mine, actually, on my pub trivia team, is the person that sent this to me, and uh, it just went, uh, all my friends love this shit. Is the absolute best new Nine Inch Nails song I've heard in years. and it's Which like, is not a Nine Inch Nails it's song. It's a parody. It's a step-by-step how to write a Nine Inch Nails song, and this is exactly what the internet is for. Is absolutely brilliant. It's in our show notes. If you are a Nine Inch Nails fan at all, you will be collapsed on the floor laughing by the first chorus. <sighs> Shout out! I'm just going to say I've had an absolutely brutal week. I feel a bit like you did uh, the previous week when you had a Green Hulk foot and uh, then you had a bunch of people on to try to you know help you figure out your life and we all just shat on you. And, yes, uh, you yes. You were tired thank, and exhausted. Um, I've had a week like that as well. Uh, I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm tired. I feel beaten and broken down. And I love doing this damn podcast. It's kind of what got me through the week. I really enjoyed the fact that I actually... All I wanted to do was go into bed and watch Top Gear and, and new season starting this week, by the way. Going to be awesome. Oh, thank you. I didn't know. Oh, oh, go Google the Stig trailer for it. It's hilarious. Nice. Um, all I really wanted to do was crawl in bed with my iPad and, and kind of weep silently with Top Gear on <laughs> this week. But I, had, I, had, I was forced to like look things up and, and find stories of interest and things that made me laugh and things that made me cry and things that made me angry. And I knew I'd be sitting here on Friday and bullshitting with you about it. And it kind of got me through the week. So. So I, I love this podcast a lot, and I love doing it. So that's my my closing shout out is to us. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, I told you last time I was pissed when we took that time off for the end of the year because I'm just like, what am I going to do with my week? Okay, I, I, I wasn't I pissed nothing. at that point in time because I had a lot of fun. And, and well, I did. Breaks are good. I, well, no, they're not. They're <laughs> fucking terrible. Okay. Um, I, I did uh, like you're you're you know you're happy about Top Gear being back now that I have since I basically broke my fucking leg uh, I took that time to watch Downton Abbey so now I am one hundred percent up to speed with Downton Abbey. It's a great show, and do you or do you not agree with me about the fact that Maggie Smith can say more without even saying a word and just a slight oh. roll of her head and a turn of her neck and an eye twitch. Than most other actors can do in an hour long soliloquy. She's she's always been a fucking amazing actress, and in this she is it, a it's her perfect master. vehicle. She is perfect. a master, mm-hmm. total master. But I gotta say that um, 
Uh, Bates needs to go kill some motherfuckers right now. That's all I got to say. You can't turn it into that kind of show. What? You you can't turn it into that kind of show. It's a different It's going to be. It's going to be. Well, look, his wife. Oh, you know what? Okay, we got to stop. We got to stop. I can't tell you. Okay, this is not Downton Abbey Geeks. Okay. (laughs) Next week, all Downton Abbey, all the time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So what do you think about her dress? uh, Okay. Next week we're in the studio together. You're going to drive out to my house, and we're going to be some doing some shit. Right? Uh, well, you're coming back right? to L.A. I'm not right? entirely sure right? we're going to be right? Right? in studio right? together next next week. Right, right. <laughs> we'll see. You're going to get your ass in a fucking car like I used to do for 30 weeks, and you're going to come out and do the show in my fucking house. Right? Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, we're having some technical issues. <laughs> Skype seems to be down. I don't know what's happening. I really don't. It's not my fault. <sighs> Children. Well, what else you got for closing shout-outs, Jason? It's all back up right now. I don't know. <laughs> Things kicked back into gear. Green lights went on. My Mac is flashing happy faces at me. I don't know what happened. I, I, I would like to say thank you very much last week for Jordan Harbinger coming on. I'd like to say thank you very much for David Teeter coming on. I'd like to say thank you very much for Brian Schulmeister coming on because he, they all felt like, uh, yeah, it was uh, the anti-Jason army. But it's cool. Thanks for coming on. We had a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, soon things will be a little bit different around here, I may believe. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a little terrified. Yes. Well, you know, change is scary. <laughs> Very true. Are you going to talk about the Matrix ad or what? It's sitting in my notes. You're ignoring it. We, uh, oh. <laughs> That was the other thing for your closing shout-out. I'm waiting for you to get to it. Oh, I thought we were done. (laughs) Well, you keep coming back, and I'm just like, like, why are we done? Why aren't we done? (laughs) Okay. Well, we don't have to talk about it. We can cut it with that. Okay. Ah, fuck it. No, 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 no. We went long anyways. All right, we'll just no, leave we this. Did. No, we did. Give me, give me. We'll just give, leave this in as a no, behind-the-scenes no, man. This is give actually me ten what ha- fucking second, ten no, seconds. Well, go ahead. I'm filling time while you do that. You don't have to respond to me. I'm talking to the audience right now. This is what happens, people. This is this is the behind-the-scenes look at the Grumpy Old Geeks podcast. Something gets put in the notes, and we ramble and ramble and ramble, and then I like try to gently nudge things back, or I'm like holding off, waiting, and like, all right, I'll fill some more time with a little jokey joke here. <clears throat> Where's the Matrix thing? It was the only thing in the closing shout-outs notes. In all my other shows, All the rest was patter. In all my other shows, I hit copy, delete. So fuck off. Oh, I'm sure I'll delete this out, except it's kind of funny. Exactly. It is. (laughs) Make make it funny. If you're going to fucking deal with it, make it funny. And also, by the way, send me a Felicia Michaels uh, picture so I can put it on SoundCloud. Um, Just Google it. So, one of my fucking favorite clients came up with my fucking favorite ad of the year. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it because it was Morpheus. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. It was really um, good. I, here's, I, the, here's the thing about Super Bowl ads nowadays. You get to see them before the Super Bowl actually happens, which in the old days was just like fucking stupid. Which is like The whole point no, was the lead like, up. We and pay, then- we pay Two and a half million dollars for 60 seconds of airtime. But nowadays, no, we're going to pay 60 million or whatever. But we're going to show them to you three days in advance. 
what happened? What the fuck happened with the Super Bowl ads? Commerce, money. It's a sad thing. I, I actually did a Facebook status update a bit earlier about that. It was better when we waited and but they were premiered and then everybody who didn't watch the Super Bowl would watch them on YouTube the next day. The premiere should be at the Super Bowl. They are Super Bowl ads. But if you're a company, yes. if yes. you're if you're a company and the Today Show requests your ad and wants to talk about it for five days leading up to the Super Bowl and show it five hundred times as the guise of news, are you going to complain that your ad is being shown as news? That's the problem. It's a yeah. no brainer for the advertisers. This is awesome for them. Yeah, but it fucks the Super Bowl, so they can't charge as much. Because the ads are already have already been shown, you know, it's a little it, it completely skews the dynamic of the economics. It, it's it's ridiculous. Um, I don't know what the. I, I don't know. Honestly, it, it was it was so much more fun when you would just wait for the Super Bowl and you would watch every ad. I remember the goddamn E Trade monkey, and I, I I literally had popcorn coming out my nose. But nowadays, you see all the ads before they air, which means you don't have to watch the Super Bowl because most people don't want to watch the Super Bowl because it's a bunch of fucking douchebags running around knocking their heads together. So Keep up know. with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks, or email them at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.